ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. <laughs> the Spanish <laughs> announce table. Not to be confused with the Mexican card table. Backstory for you uh, unaware listeners. Speaking with uh, one of our program directors here at the station. Heard a promo we ran for this show called the Spanish Announce Table. And he said, oh yeah, I heard that was the Mexican card table or... It's like, yeah, it's, but yeah. It's Spanish announce table, but, but Mexican yeah, card right. table, that's a close second. Yeah, so I hope you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network at TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. And you, the listener, are in for a treat. You're in for two treats Yeah, this week. man, this is what, you know what, we've done how many shows now? This is what, episode 12? 12. 12. This, by far, is my favorite episode. Oh, man. And, and, you know, we've done some really cool things. The, the, the interview we had with Justin Appleberry was amazing. Great. Great insight to, you know, the independent wrestler, that kind of deal. But, man. Our pay-per-view we, picks are fun. Pay-per-view picks are always fun. Uh-huh. I'm great every time. You're, you know. I'm average at yeah, best. Yeah, at best. You know, I get really upset when we mention Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Green Bay did suck that they, one Green week. Green Bay did suck. But, man, tonight you, you get a great insight on... One aspect of pro wrestling that I don't think is talked about at all, we have uh-huh. uh, Martin Thomas. Martin Thomas? Who's a uh, pro wrestling referee for the last decade. Oh, yeah. And 11 then, years, I think he yeah. told me, yeah. And then you have one of the best going today in WWE superstar, former world heavyweight champion, Dolph Ziggler. So yeah, got him we, for a whole segment. Yeah, 12 Sit minutes. Down. Yeah. We got a good one-two punch. Yeah, We've we pre-recorded got, this earlier. We're going to put it at the end of the show, so you have to listen through the rest. I mean, ah, it's a podcast. You can yeah. fast forward if you want to, but check us out. Yeah, we'd Tell like us for what you, to, you think. Yes. So, yeah. man, but we hit you with a great one-two punch of great insight to, I really think you'll learn something with Martin Thomas. I learned a lot. You know, uh, the referee spot is kind of overlooked, which is understandable. You're there. You're not paying a ticket to see Earl Hebner. You're, you're there to see... Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, or whoever that is. So you get to really learn what the ref does, where the ref learns his craft. And then, like I said, with Dolph Ziggler, we hit him with our Cinco Perleguntes. And uh, really good insight on him, too. It really You get a better understanding of why Dolph Ziggler is Dolph Ziggler. So uh, really great episode. This one, so far, my favorite episode we've done. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a good one. And But we start off with... We start off... With headlines. With headlines. Our news, our wrestling news. Are you ready? I am. Are you ready? Triple H? Yeah. Oh. That's how he does that. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's kind of his <laughs> shtick for a while. Yeah, his gimmick. Yeah. All right. News! <laughs> the 12-step horseman. <laughs> yeah? Yes. WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair reportedly just finished a stint in a WWE-supported session of rehab. 
WWE reportedly requested Flair attend rehab after his appearance during SummerSlam week at the WWE 2K14 video game press conference, which we all know the story there. Mm-hmm. WWE does have a history of paying for rehab for any present or former talents. Flair is reportedly now taking bookings once again with an asking price of $15,000 per appearance. You know... Well, you'd pay it. Well, here's my thought process, I guess you could say. Is one, if you're a struggling promotion, you know, you're not going to pay that. That's way too much money. Well, right, yeah. On the other hand, though, it's Rick freaking Flair. I also got to wonder, I mean, is he setting it so that knowing there's going to be some finagling? Right, okay, negotiable. Okay, you'll give me 10, but you're also going to stock the liquor cabinet, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So... But, I mean, good for Flair to, to still try to go out there and, and make appearances. You know, some people will, will just cower away and, okay, I may, I messed up. I need to get my life together. I'm not He needs to do – so, you know, I heard X-Pac on the uh, Stone Cold podcast, mm-hmm. um, and he mentioned that him, Hall, and Nash are going over to England right now. They're doing uh, – that Nash booked just a bunch of Q&A sessions. Yeah. Flair, you can make money off of that. You can't ask 15000 for that. Right. But you don't have to take a bump. You don't have yeah. to blade yourself like mm-hmm. you've been doing forever and trying to run the road, mm-hmm. which just leads to drinking and stuff. I mean, yep. like, I mean, you're still running the road doing that. But I mean, yeah, you could go out there. That. Yeah, you could go out there and before you know, local promotion starts their show an hour before you you get to pay. You know, the the fan pays an extra twenty bucks a ticket to listen to Ric Flair just talk. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? You know, one aspect the of stories alone. Well, one thing that I thought uh, Mike Tyson has been doing really well is that one-man show. Yes. Now, oh, man, you know, Flair could do it. Yeah. You know, I don't think he could get to the level where Mike Tyson was. No, you know, yeah. But he could go around to little small venues. You know, here in Kansas City, we have the Midland, yeah. which holds about two to 3,000. He could go there and yes. get 1,200 people. And he's going to get a lot of even non-wrestling fans because people that used to be way back in the day, mm-hmm. they know Ric Flair. Right. That's a name they know. Yeah. To the non-actual, like, active wrestling yeah. fan. Yeah, I mean, he was still active in wrestling yeah. as of, what, 2009? Because, I mean, know? if you say wrestling to somebody, they'll be like, oh, like that Hulk Hogan, John yeah. Cena, Steve Austin. You'll still get, oh, like, the Ric Flair, man, way. Yeah, yeah, I used to love Ric Flair. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, that would be one avenue he should uh, look into if I'm giving him advice, yeah. you know, the greatest wrestler of all time. I just, uh, you, the rehab, you think it sticks? I sure hope so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope so, but, you know. History would... It's kind of like his marriages. You think that sticks too? Yeah, well, you know? yeah. So who knows? Yeah, something got stuck. <laughs> Brains versus brawn. Okay, let me hear it. WWE commentators have been discussing the petition started by NXT superstar Xavier Woods that requests WWE re-sign the Big Show. This is reportedly because WWE wants to bring Xavier to the main roster. WWE feels Woods is a good ad. Uh, addition to the roster for PR and publicity purposes because he has a master's degree and is currently working on a doctorate. <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, what I felt when I heard it. I mean, look, Kofi Kingston is a very well-educated, you know, bright young man. Yes. Guess how many titles he's held as far yeah. as world championships. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and I mean, you know what? I saw Consequences Creed in TNA. Yeah. And I didn't. Uh, yeah. I've seen some NXT with Xavier Woods, and I don't. I'm not. Yeah. Care. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's. You're gonna bring him up over Sami Zayn, and you're gonna bring him up over. Cassius you know, Ono. Yes. You yeah, know. I mean, because, come on. Because the guy's smart. You know, there's a lot of smart guys. That doesn't mean you're a good wrestler. Look. Yeah. Stone Cold. I'm not a wrestler. Right. 
I'm smart. Well, I think I'm smart, but that doesn't mean I'm a good wrestler. And yeah, look, at, yeah. look at the great minds of the business. No offense to the Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think he's going to be getting a doctorate any day soon, and he's the greatest draw of all time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? With wrestling, similar to – well, almost like any profession, you have to be that. You know what I mean? You know, you can't just walk in and be like, you know what I could do? Really great. Teach. Teach. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. I can write a thesis like a motherfucker. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so (laughs) I don't think the whole, hey, smart, so let's bring him up. When guys like you said. It'll make us look good. Yeah, Yeah. like like you said, Sami Zayn is just working the tails I think the whole thing is they think that'll give people a a good impression that are from the outside. Yeah. You know what? I'm seriously, if I'm looking down upon professional wrestling because I think it's terrible and I'm not a fan, I don't watch it, Mm -hmm. I think it's bad, and you're like, well, but this guy is working on a doctorate. I'll be like, oh, that's nice. Right. What's he doing there? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. going to think David better. Otunga. They're not going to think better of the program. They're going to think, why is that smart guy? Right. Doing with it? Because they have their own yep. bad opinions. Of exactly. It, right? yeah. a, a guy I think of is David Otunga. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Harvard lawyer. Harvard lawyer. You know, and that's a funny, or not funny, but that's a good gimmick for him. But that doesn't make... You know, my cousin who hates pro wrestling like it anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, it doesn't make him impressed. And with it doesn't it. make it David Otunga. It doesn't make David Otunga any better. Yeah, he's not a champion. Yeah, now. it doesn't make him more worthy right. of the of the roster spot right. than anybody else. Yeah. Now hiring. Yes, I'm interested. WWE is now hiring for a supervising producer for the WWE Network. The supervising producer will be responsible for overseeing creative and production on all original series content for the network. So they're still pushing forward with the network. Ah, <laughs> sure they are. Uh, you know, I feel like this is their... I'm, I'm glad they're taking their time now as opposed to the, the rush that they seemed to be in earlier. Yeah. They were talking like, hey, it's going to be ready in March. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still really interested in it. You know, yeah. I think it's a great idea. Would you pay for it? Would you pay for it as premium content? To the tier of a Showtime HBO level, yeah. How it's, much would you pay if they told you you were going to get every pay-per-view for it on it? Would you pay 15 a month? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would t- yeah, I'd pay 15 a month. Easy. You what know, about every pay-per-view except the big four? Still 15 a month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would too. Yeah, because then, I mean, there's so many, there's so much wrestling content that they own that I would still be interested on a Tuesday night if I get to see, for example, you know, the ECW pay-per-view from 99. You, you get what I'm saying? Or the Monday Night Wars from 97. Or even go back to the 80s that I'm not even familiar with. Here's, here's the thing. They charge you $15 a month. Mm-hmm. Over 12 months, you're spending 180 bucks. Easy. Three pay-per-views. Yep. If, if you give me all the pay-per-views, mm-hmm. even WrestleMania, you to me, I'm not likely to buy three pay-per-views. Yeah, I'm now, not. Now, the problem is there is some people. I mean, they have hundreds of thousands of buys every time. Mm-hmm. Those people are all going to be like, You're right. doing this. So do they got to combat that? I mean, does it kill their pay-per-view business at that point? I think it would, and I think you would probably see the WrestleMania per buy go up. to. You know, I think it's $70 right now. You'd probably see it 120 What yeah. if they did it... At the pay-per-views, a week later, abridged version. Maybe the next night, an abridged version of it. I don't know. That that's difficult for for them to do because I, you know, because then you just go, well, I'll, I'll watch that, and then whatever I don't get, I'll just YouTube. You know. Maybe what if they? they yeah, I wonder if it will give you the big four only. 
I don't, I don't know. know. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, at any rate. But the network is interesting, and the original content I'm somewhat interested in. The thing about the original content, which I've heard, is like the WWE house where they're going to do a reality show. It's pro the wrestling. The Legends house that right. they've already shot. Yeah, but it's like, uh, first off, I know pro wrestling's fake, and I know Vince McMahon. Wait. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but I know that Vince McMahon up with that? <laughs> has his fingers in every single part of the WWE universe. So he's going to control what you see. Yeah. So the original content, as far as like the reality shows, I'm not interested in because I won't even see the real guy. I'll see the character in a reality show. I'll see Zack Ryder still doing the Hey Bro on yeah. Legends House and or I whatever. I have... High hopes when I was thinking about every other outside thing that WWE has tried to do. Yeah. Didn't end so well. But their film department is doing better and better each time. Every time they have a financial thing, yeah. they've been improving. So, I mean, I think they're smart if they hire other people that know what they're doing with TV networks. I'm going to hire somebody that knows what they're doing with TV networks to run the TV network and get it off the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only thing where you need a, a wrestling guy is... Oh, you need some wrestling in there to maintain the the theme and the brand right. and the, yeah, yeah. Where I'm interested in it is I I'm just I always love watching old time wrestling and I don't really care to, you know, get out the uh the DVD collection and and you know, search through and go, what do I what am I into? I want to just flip on and holy crap, it's Vengeance from 2006. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I remember this match. You yeah. know, the the spontaneous yeah, It'd be fun if like they ran in succession the entire backlog of a uh, uh, Smoky Mountain wrestling, right, you know, on you Saturdays know? or whatever. Like, so you can follow along every day and yeah. follow the storylines. I remember cool. one thing, like on the Mid South Wrestling DVD, that I thought was really cool is they had a six man tag, and it was the Wild Samoans and Ernie Ladd versus Junkyard Dog, Dusty Rhodes, and Andre the Giant. If I get home from wow. work, yeah, and if I get home, hmm. uh, you know, from work at 4:30, and I just happen to flip that on. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, absolutely. But I might forget about it if it's on the the second disc of a DVD yeah, that exactly. I haven't watched yeah, in a year. Yeah, that's where the you network. Know I, for that's me why I hate those DVDs. Appealing. I wind up not watching. Yeah. The match discs. Right. And I should, and I know I'm like, man, those would be great matches to watch. But once I've watched the entire the actual you know yeah. story DVD, then I'm kind of like, okay, I'm done with this now. Yeah. But if I'm channel surfing or I'm coming home for the night and I'm like, all right. Gonna go to bed in two hours. What am I gonna watch? There's nothing on. That's where the network is interesting for me is those old DVDs that I never wanted to buy because I didn't want to spend the money. I might be interested in now because hey, it's free. You know, you know what I mean. Free. I'm doing for those with the enhanced radio. I'm doing the the quotation. Yeah, yeah. Free. Air quotes. Right, air quotes. <laughs> uh, but I get to see it now. Yeah. You know, so that's where it is. I really am not interested in the original content, but we'll see what how it is how it happens. I. I'm looking forward to it, but I still don't think the network happens. Yeah. I got to wonder if I can sell my wife on subscribing to the WWE network. Good luck. She knows. <laughs> she knows. Every year come WrestleMania time, uh, it's the daughter's birthday shortly thereafter, or like right around the daughter's birthday is April 4th. So it's always fun oh. around there. And I'm like, hey, I got to spend $65 on things. She's like, well, huh? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, we got the money, 65 bucks, but... Like, and we're still buying presents, and you know what I mean? Like, whatever else is going on, I'm like, that's gotta be a tough. It's WrestleMania, and she's yeah. like, <sighs> I always ask for it off every yeah. job I've had. I never work on WrestleMania, yeah. yeah. So, suck it, corporate. Hey, I heard recently they're only allowing you to keep it on your DVR for 48 hours. What, right? If that's true, I'm gonna, um, because 
I don't necessarily get the chance to sit down and watch it all straight four hours. Right. Yeah, that's stupid. And so a couple of years ago, I purchased it. I had it on my DVR for a, an entire year so my son could watch it whenever he wanted to. He's six yeah. years old. He loved it. All the time he'd be like, can I go watch wrestling? And I'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, well, wrestling's not on. He's like, no, no, no. The, the, and I'd be like, wrestling, man, you've seen it all like three times already. He'd be like, I don't care. Yeah. It was the one with The Rock as the mm-hmm. as the host, you know? Yeah. He loved that thing. He In watched Atlanta. it back to back. Day after day, he loved it. And I paid for that. Yeah, 48 hours. You know what? Dan the Cannon uh, brought it up. He said, if that's what you're going to do, fine. Fine. You charge me. I, I, I DVR it. You only let me keep it 48 hours. You better be sending me the DVD for free with that. Yeah. Then after that. Because well, and that's even then, BS. And even then, they'll edit the the, the good stuff. The, the good, good stuff. Entrances. I remember, like, well, I even remember the Mickey James Trish Stratus uh, WrestleMania match, and Mickey James does something suggestive. Uh huh. They, they edit that out. They edit it out on the DVD, and I'm like, that was the well, coolest part of the match. Not the coolest part. They but edited it was a cool out. Part. Um, was it Triple H or somebody used the theme song, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to pay the royalties. All right. Stupid. So they changed the theme. Mm-hmm. They dubbed it over. Yep. Yeah. Don't do that to us, don't WWE. If that's true, man, I'm going to be so angry because and I don't might do not that watch on the it in 48 hours. Right, and don't do that on the network oh, either. Don't no. edit, please. Uh. Bruised buzzards. No. Uh-uh. WWE superstar Bray Wyatt suffered a deeply bruised calf muscle at a house show in Providence, Rhode Island this week. Wyatt was seen leaving the event on crutches, and he may not be cleared to compete at Hell in a Cell. He will. Where WWE was reportedly wanting to book him in a match against Miz. He will. Spoiler alert, I was at SmackDown on Tuesday. It was here in Kansas City. Uh, they continue the program with Miz and him. He should be fine. Well, they say if he can't go to Hell in a Cell, they'll continue that, him stalking him and, and messing with him and carry it over to Survivor Series. Yeah. But, man. I'd almost the... like that better, though. I mean, yeah. Hell in a Cell more fits the gimmick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Especially man. if they put it in a Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I hope he gets better. But even but Survivor he had to, Series. They had to help him, from what I read in the reports, uh, the Wyatt family, Harper and Rowan, had to help him walk back. Wow. He couldn't walk. Man, that sucks. Uh, he was walking fine when I saw him last they, night. They said they had to carry him back, and like people could see behind the, the oh. curtain and Gorilla, and like they literally laid him on the ground, and the trainers checked Started him right there. Him. Yeah. Hopefully he's fine. You know. Deeply bruised. Yeah. I've been bruised. Not, Deeply bruised? It's a different type of bruise, Ooh. my friend. My heart has been deeply bruised. <laughs> um, many times, but that's a different show. <laughs> a new opening at Arby's. <laughs> Hold on. Did you see that we had a Twitter Yes, comment? we had a tweet from Twain. Yeah. And it said, Arby's sponsoring Raw, now because of At Table Show. <laughs> I'm thinking Mickey James. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. Here's the thing, man. I love Mickey James. Oh, she was always one of, one of my favorites. She's one of the best. I always thought she was one of my favorites as far as looks too. Mm-hmm. If Mickey James catches this, please come on the show. I think um, we ruined that already. Yeah, yeah she ain't catching. It's just the, the standard show. joke, and it's no ill will towards Mickey James. But uh, at any rate, TNA wrestler Magnus recently tweeted, "Quote: Only tweeting this to prevent rumors and speculation. Mickey James and I are not an item anymore." No drama slash BS, just different directions. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I always want love to work. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, um... Unfortunately, credit to him, though, to be like, hey, I'm hey. stopping this before it gets crazy. Yeah, hey, jackholes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, um... 
but they've been dating a while. Yeah, I don't wonder what happens. Oh, poor. They're both good-looking people. I imagine they'll maybe find she, someone Maybe soon. she kept saying Captain Awesome in her sleep too much. That's what it was. I bet that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd everybody go? I don't know. WWE and fans have been reporting low turnouts at live and televised events. Some fans reported at a house show in Philadelphia recently to be only 40% full at showtime. And reports that Raw in St. Louis Monday night needed fans in the upper deck to be upgraded to seats in lower sections to fill the empty slots. Combined with decreased ratings and pay-per-view buy rates, it appears interest in current WWE program is slowly decreasing. And here we go to, this is why we need Cena. Cena. Cena, please bring back Cena. No. Again, I tell you. It's, it's not. It's They do need Cena because they built this Cena character. If you need, there, out of every major uh, era, there's been a guy. Mm-hmm. But you have to build that guy. There's nothing intrinsic about Cena that made everybody be like, man, we love Cena. It's that you gave Cena the super Cena push. Yep. You made him unbeatable. You made him the, I'm doing this for the for the little guy. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for every fan that ever wanted to be a pro wrestler. You gave him that. You give it to somebody else. You can't just be like, well, Daniel Bryan, we put you in the main event, and now you're not drawing the Cena-like numbers because you didn't give Daniel Bryan the Cena. It took Cena years to get to that position of you constantly pushing him that way. Yeah, it didn't happen in two months. Right. You know, I. But here's the thing that they're gonna keep coming back to is this is why Cena's in the main event. Well, no, one, like you said, they're not giving anyone that super Cena push. And another thing, their storylines are kind of stale. Yeah. I as much as I do like the authority. Three straight pay per views though with the same. The same main event thing. Yeah. And it's this and it, nothing's progressing. Nothing. No new wrinkle is being added to it. The only new wrinkle is now there's not a champ. Well, pff, yeah. I don't care yeah, about who that. Cares? Yeah. I never really care about the belt. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. So add at you know put forth the effort you give Cena, as far as that push into your storylines with Brian and Orton, because I'm even okay with the heel being the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Orton's kind of even stale now, too. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to watch this, but it's not because Cena's not on TV. It's I don't want to watch what you guys have right now. And so that's the problem, not, well, Cena's not on. That's why our ratings suck. Or Cena's not on. That's why people aren't in the seats. Yeah. No, it's you guys are lazy and you're using Cena as a crutch. Yeah. And when you lost the crutch, now you fell on your ass. Exactly. Great. Good job. Yeah. Storm and Norm. Please tell me this is about Norm and Smiley. Nope. Damn Norm it. from Cheers. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. TMZ reports that TNA star James Storm is traveling to Los Angeles next week to develop a reality TV show focusing on a bar he plans to open in Nashville. Storm reportedly has meetings lined up with different network executives and production companies while in town. Storm's reality show would feature appearances from his famous friends and showcase the shenanigans that he and his redneck friends get into at the bar. TMZ added that Storm isn't looking to leave TNA. He's just looking to expand his brand. And this is what's wrong with TNA. (laughs) Here's a guy who could potentially be, like we said with Cena, a face of the company. company, And instead of day in, day out, thinking of ways to get my character of James Storm over to get him to the top of TNA and potentially to the big show of WWE, I'm going to start a reality show which no one freaking cares about, 
and that's why I'm stuck middle of the card holding these tag belts that at one time meant something, especially with him when Beer Money and AMW now mean absolutely zero because he's worried about other crap. This is what's wrong with you, TNA. As much as I like the Mickey James gets to put out her country album or Kurt Angle leaves for a week to save Olympic wrestling, all that stuff, it's fine and dandy. But you dum-dums need to focus on your own career. Stone Cold never yeah. came up with a reality yeah, show yeah. when until he, was, he was gone. Yeah, yeah, until he was gone. You know what I mean? You push Storm. It To me, he's what TNA is. Exactly. That's who's watching TNA. Right. Push Storm with the Cena push, unbeatable unless somebody's screwing him over, mm-hmm. and he's what everybody loves. When he was getting that push, the crowds were going crazy for him. They were. That's who they want to be is James Storm. That's who those people want to be. Right. I but know. I just don't understand... I don't understand this mentality. I guess I get it to a point, you know, because the guy I always think of that does everything awesome is a Jay-Z, where it's like, he's not just a rapper. You know what I mean? Right. He's doing so many other things. And so for every entertainer, they think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get that to a point. And for pro wrestling, your career is about as long of a hiccup. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So make your money elsewhere when you can. But if you're really into the business and you really love it, that should be number one. You know, yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels, another example. You know, in '92, he wasn't developing yeah, a new. He wasn't on McMillan River Adventures in '92. Yeah, 92, yeah. He yeah. was wrestling, and that's what these guys need to do. If you want to be a wrestler and you want to be amazing and you want to be the top, which if you step in that door, that's what your goal should be. Yep. Stop thinking of these James, other things. James Storm was on point to be so big that. You know, WWE says they've got nobody we need. They would have taken Storm. Exactly. They would have seen the marketing mm-hmm. potentials mm-hmm. of this guy, who is one of our key demos. Yep. The uh, sorry, the Rednecks, mm-hmm. right? You're right. And nothing wrong with being that. That's who we're going for, though. Mm-hmm. Is a majority of of who we get. Mm-hmm. That's their guy. That's who they are. Whatever. Yeah, but just focus on wrestling if you want to be yes. a wrestler. Yep. Knocked up, knockout. Uh-oh. TNA knockout. Taryn Terrell recently announced why she has been absent from TNA television recently by posting a picture to Twitter of herself revealing she is pregnant with what she reports as a baby girl. And see, this is what I was waiting to tell you. Me and Taryn, we met one night. I wooed her. And she told you about uh, my baby that she's having? Nope. It's mine. Oh. So. What does Drew McIntyre think of this? He's okay with it. You know, we I don't talk. know who the dad is, though. <laughs> it's me. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but that that makes sense now because you know she you want to talk about pushes. She had that yes. ladder match with Gail Kim and then that just was, disappeared. Yeah, that was amazing, mm-hmm. and I thought she was gonna be. She pulled a karma. Yeah, and I thought she was gonna be that new face, but yeah, she pulled a karma. Hopefully, it doesn't happen to her. She's way too good looking to get forgot about. I mean, she's a knockout. You know what I mean? Well, wait, I thought you. F them and then you forget them. No, not her. Uh, not her. Not huh? her. You can't shake it. Not since it no, happened. No, yeah. I'm still calling her. Guess who's back, brother? Hogan. Hulk Hogan will reportedly re-sign with TNA. No! Reports state that WWE offered Hogan a contract, but he turned it down because they lowballed him. Ow! The current deal for Hogan and TNA is set to pay him in one year what WWE part-time stars Brock Lesnar and The Rock earn in one match. Uh. Uh. Why would they lowball? I mean, like, 
Yeah, you want to make a point. Oh, why you want to lowball Hogan? Well, let's be honest. Brock Lesnar is going to give you more bang for your buck in one night than Hogan probably will in a year. Hogan but, sullied his reputation, even to the outside world. Yeah. I mean, like, people know he's, the guy's a train wreck. Yeah. And he's so, not as big a draw as a Brock Lesnar or The Rock are right not now. Not anymore. Right. He's a humongous draw. Not as big as The Rock and Brock Lesnar are not right today. now. Not today. Today. Right. Especially yeah. in WWE. Yeah. Yep. But if you're Hogan, damn it, man. If you're Hogan, take that low ball effort or low ball offer yeah. because what you're going to get. Okay. Just even. Okay. What does he have to offer to TNA anymore? Nothing. That would be new and fresh and entertaining. Nothing. Now. Maybe Hogan feels the same way about WWE. What am I going to get if I go there? So take the most money possible. I, I would, if I'm Hogan, I don't finally sell out the WWE until I'm ready to be done, have my last run, even though it's not in the ring. Right. But there, I'm going to sell them completely, the rights, everything. Now, he's not ready for that because, I mean, if he's 50s, maybe early 60s, if he lives to be 90, it's too early to do that. Well, yeah, I don't think Because you don't want to sell yeah, your complete likeness and rights to them yet, right. unless it's like... Guaranteed money for the rest of my life. Yeah. You're going to send me a check for, I don't know, $5 million every year or something. You know what I mean? Something that you know you're just going to go off and retire and live with. I just feel that even if you took a low-ball offer, you could rejuvenate your career a la RVD. Mm-hmm. Let's remember, RVD was working first match of the night on TNA Impact with Kenny King yeah. being forgotten about. And then he goes over to WWE, has a good match with... Jericho, boom, we all love RVD again, right? Yeah. You don't have to have a match. Obviously, you couldn't. But do one thing, rejuvenate your career, even and if then you, right off in the sunset. Even if you pick a chosen one. you know, Exactly. Like you know, pick Ziggler. Know. Hey, we'll talk to Dolph. Not about that. Right, but. Because we know, talked to Dolph. We did. But you get the idea. Stay tuned for that later in the show. Yes. Sell money to spend money. That's the way to do it. Is it? That's my way I do it. As reported a few times before, Stephanie McMahon has been frequently selling some of her WWE stock. I wonder why. I'll tell you why. The New York Post reports Stephanie has cashed in $8.3 million in company stock because, according to a statement WWE gave to the paper, she is, quote, selling a portion of her Class B shares for personal financial purposes that include building a house. Okay, I don't believe that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she can build a house with the money she's making. Yeah, but you know what? You get into some of these things is is cash assets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard a lot of people, like, you can be cash poor, but you can still have ridiculous amounts of money. Right. You know what I mean? You could be con- perceived to be worth mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars, but not be able to go literally purchase, yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, a $10 million home. It just... It's- it raises a lot of red flags when the owner is selling uh, their own one stuff. One of the principal owners, right, right? Is selling you know, their own stuff. Did you notice, I mean, we'll talk about it maybe when we get to Raw, but she mentioned, she said, with my power and support, talking about Triple H, he is the WWE. Yeah. She basically said, I yeah, got him to have, a, have a, yeah, yeah. put this on him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's just interesting. So it is I, weird. I just don't buy that story. Yeah, and, I don't and buy so the, it, to make a house. Yeah. I don't buy that. So there's something more to it. Obviously, we'll Especially probably never know. Especially knowing most WWE statements are fucking lies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there's always some not truths yeah. going on. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors in that story, I feel. Yeah. 
Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Mm. Brian Road Dog James has been reportedly working backstage at more WWE live and televised events, as well as participating in creative meetings and at some, and doing some work at WWE headquarters. This is reportedly due to the suspension of Michael P.S. Hayes. Rumors say a lot of WWE talent are happy with James in this position since he's been in the business longer than a lot of the current decision makers. I think it's good. Hopefully, it's new blood. I mean, Hayes. Yeah. It's 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 like with most bookers. You've got a lot of great ideas, but when you're out of them, you start recycling them. Exactly. And we've seen it before. The only thing, the the one idea I always think of with Road Dog, uh, post WWE is that Voodoo Kin Mafia. Remember that? Oh, I remember. <laughs> so hopefully we don't see anything like that. You didn't that. like the VKM? I did not. VKM. Although man. I did like uh, the the little gang he had with uh, Ron the Truth Killings. And Conan, they're like called that. something. Yeah, they're called something else, like three something something. Yeah, one three count. Three live was crew the, uh, or something. Because three count was the uh, Sh- the uh, boy Shane band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> although, yeah. What were they? I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Although, like you said, new ideas are are great. I'm hoping that we do see new ideas because you know he was part of the Attitude Era. You know yeah. he was part of some of those great iconic. WWE moments attacking WCW. The uh, K Quick. K Quick. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that wasn't their name. Yeah, they were Three Live Crew. Three Live Crew. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Bonus K-quick. point for me. K Quick. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. K Quick. <laughs> yeah. He was actually okay. I liked him in yeah. uh, TNA. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, back to Road Dog. I uh, I just hope that he does bring some original ideas because I like you said. I think Michael Hayes is done. Yeah. He's a lot of the same no, old done. stuff. And I don't like him. Oh, I was going to say, and I don't like him. Yeah, well, you know, who does? Right. 619-not-401k. Uh-oh, what about Ray? Mm. Ray Mysterio. I said that totally. I said I was like Adam Sandler reading that. Ray Mysterio (laughs) recently told WWE.com that he does not plan to retire from wrestling for at least another two to three years. My thing with this is, God damn, aren't you already retired? Yeah, <laughs> like, just you're stop. 39 years old. I haven't seen you since Del Rio debuted. You're going to come like. back and you're going to do the same tired shtick yep. over and over again. But you know what? WWE wants that right now. The only they thing... want a fan-friendly yeah. Uber face to come in, sell some merch, get people like, let's go see Rey Mysterio. Where, he, where he can help is hopefully backstage, you know, with Los Matadors or with... Yeah. Del Rio feels like he's been in the business. You know, he's a veteran. Yeah. So I don't know how much he can really help Del Rio, but he can definitely help that new talent get over. But like you said, it's going to be the same tired old thing. Come back as a heel. That's the only way I want to see it. It's him. not going to happen. It, it will never happen. Uh, okay. But what is going to happen, we're going to take a break so we can get into Raw, SmackDown, and Impact, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, rapid fire. I was yes. going to say something else, but rapid fire. Because coming up in the second hour, we got some interviews for some that interviews ass. Interviews for that ass. We got Martin Thomas and Dolph Ziggler. Great insight from both guys. Yes. So that's all when we come back to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. Mixed Martial Arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big-name interviews. Oh, my God! Heel to the jaw. How good was that? 
experts in the business of beatdown. He paused with the left and bang, right on the jaw. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. really good here's the thing i i feel like i could put it on at night and just kind of it's a good song to run to i like to run a lot i like to run a lot the shows i'm a good gift calm down calm down steady your ship uh hey i'm not you know what i mean i'm not looking the greatest right. either these days but it, it's a good song to just you know run i like to run i was to just it. thinking like uh like a night when your mind's racing or something and you're yeah. trying to go sleep just sit on just have you noticed what uh, they did with Cody Rhodes and Goldust, though? Uh, they play the start of that, and then they fade it out, and then, wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, I think Do you should, think they're going to have a team name, too? He should go back to his one that he was using when he was the, the dastardly or whatever right, he yeah. was. Uh-huh. What were his... When he was the... Yeah, he had the... When he was the... When, when he was Well, when he was the... Uh, the, the handsome yeah, one, yeah. he had something. It was a D word, wasn't it? Yeah. Deviant, no, not deviant. Uh, yeah, it was. I something. don't remember, but yeah, and then he switched to the phantom mask yeah, thing, yeah, which yeah, is stupid. Well. Uh, but do you think they're gonna have a name? No, they better not. Just the Rhodes family. I think I think the Rhodes family would be perfect. Yeah, they'll probably do something like Golden Rhodes or something. Oh Jesus! Monday Night Raw, which has Raw, yeah, but which has a good a good Rhodes family yeah, match on it. Yes. Well, I so. We gotta go through these rapid fire because of our interviews coming up, and I'm literally I'm going to eWrestlingNews.com. I'm gonna give them their plug because I watched some of this, but I didn't take my usual notes mm-hmm. and I didn't get all the way through it. So we'll go over, and again we're gonna rapid fire these out. But so I'm gonna give them their due plug because I'll probably be reading some of this verbatim yeah. from their site, and it's a good site to go to if you ever need any news and stuff. eWrestling News. Well, it opened up. <clears throat> we got uh, Shawn Michaels comes out. He's the guest referee for uh, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton mm-hmm. at Hell in a Cell. And he comes out and he's basically just saying, as usual, I'm not going to let this stuff get in my way. You know, my feelings for either one of these competitors, blah, blah, blah. Randy Orton comes out. I didn't. You calls know, we bullshit. Don't, yeah, yeah. We don't like each other. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, Randy Orton did a pretty good uh, uh, promo, though. I mean, he was basically, he was like, you don't like me because you resent me because I'm better than you ever were and everything. And, he was, and he, I think he told him he would like just basically... I don't remember exactly what he said, but he basically told me he was going to kick his ass yeah, if, he, yeah. if he screwed him over. Oh, he said, we all know screw jobs. That yeah. you're one, he goes, they're, they're kind of your thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was, was good. Great, yeah. But I liked how at the end, uh, Michaels goes to walk away. Orton tries the RKO, but it shows that Shawn Michaels still has a little bit yeah. and goes for the kick, and then Orton gets out. Yeah. So he's not just this old man Rivers, you know, Everyone yeah, yeah. can beat me up. Is no, I still got a yeah, kick. No, I can still knock yeah. you out. Yeah. Um. Well, so Randy Orton does escape mm-hmm. the super kick and he gets out of the ring. Yeah. Ha ha ha! What happens? Boom! Blindsided by the Miz. Yeah. Right. right. Miz is still angry at him. We come back and they've got a match. Randy Orton versus the Miz. That one goes on for a while and um. Let's see. Uh, Miz at one point slaps a figure four leg lock on Orton, but just as he does, the lights go out and we get that. Yep. I think that's a, that's gonna be my thing for them. Just uh, yeah. uh, Wyatt family. Oh, you mean that? Yep. 
So the Wyatt family, they come onto the stage. Lights come back on. They're out there. Bray Wyatt sitting in his rocking chair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his here says likely to hide his inability to move properly with his injured leg. Uh, as Miz turns around in the ring, what happens? RKO. RKO. One, two, three. Winner, Randy Orton. Yeah? And that was good because it established Orton still has you know that heel one up on everyone. But it had Miz showing some good offense to, hey, he's credible. Mm-hmm. What we do get is a Bray Wyatt promo, and I should have maybe got this audio because we love a good Bray Wyatt promo. Every Bray Wyatt promo is but a he, good one to me. He tells Miz he's the epitome of everything he loathes in this world. Yeah, man. And he says, how much is it going to take to satisfy this craving you have for fame? He says they're tangled together in this moment, and he tells him not to be afraid because he does not wish to see him suffer. He's just going to put him down. That is so eerie. Yeah. And then he says, like as a dog. Follow. The buzzards. The buzzards. And of course, the fan chanted along. The fans chanted. The fan. The fan in attendance chanted along. <laughs> Man, their numbers are dwindling. <laughs> then we get Fandango versus Santino Morello, and Fandango won. And that's all we're going to say about that. Then we get. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, I mean, I could, you know what happened. You know what I mean? Santino did his shtick, and Fandango ends up winning. I mean, that's how those always go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get an announcement that there will be a WWE tag title match tonight between The Shield, the WWE Tag Team Champions, versus. The Rhodes family. The Rhodes family. Golden Rhodes. Golden Rhodes. Rhodes of gold. Yeah, something stupid. Team Goldie Rhodes. That actually could happen. Goldie Rhodes. That's their name. Oh, Goldie Rhodes. Oh, God. Goldie Rhodes. All right, so. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, they, they announced that match. Then we get a backstage segment with Paul Heyman and Brad Maddox. And I don't know if you caught uh, Paul Heyman. He said, Mr. Maddox. I was like, ah, ah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. The Maddox. Uh, he shows him a replay of CM Punk's low blow on Ryback from Battleground, and Heyman tells Maddox that he needs to do something about it, to which Maddox says Ryback already has his rematch, so I'm not sure what you're looking for. Heyman says he's looking for much more. He tells him that Punk cheated and, Mad- and made Maddox look bad, and a man in his position should not have to look bad, can't afford to look bad even. Mm-hmm. No, hell no. Well, Heyman asks Maddox to make a match well, he says, you're going to let me pick the stipulation, and it's going to be a two-on-one handicap match with Punk against Ryback and Curtis Axel. And Maddox says, and he tells him, because that's what's best for business. And Maddox says, yeah, I'm not sure that's exactly fair to Mr. Punk. And Heyman says, well, he's a cheater and a weasel, and, and he doesn't know the meaning of the word fair. And Maddox laughs and says, I never thought I'd hear a walrus call a punk a weasel. <laughs> you know, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I like Maddox when he's in these positions where it's kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? He's not yeah. looking nervous and scared to do anything. He has, he's, he's just showing kinda, some power. Yeah, and he's kind of a, 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 just kind of a dickish yeah. nerd almost. You right. know? Yeah. Well, so uh, he says, tonight we'll play a beat the clock challenge. If Ryback beats R-Truth faster than Punk can beat Curtis Axel, then Paul Heyman can choose the stipulation for the Hell in a Cell match. And... Paul Heyman's like, all right, awesome. And he goes, of course, if Punk wins, Punk gets to pick the stipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes. Then we move on. And this is where the announcers talk about NXT's star Xavier Woods starting the online position, or petition to bring back Big Show. And they talk about that a little bit for a while. And JBL, if you'll notice, is going, who? Right. Xavier? Yes. What kind of name is that? Uh-huh. Who? 
And he's the GM Who? of NXT. Cole even brings that up. He says, Xavier Woods is, is, you know, he goes, you're the GM of NXT, our developmental thing. And that's what he, so he's under your employee. And he's like, who? Right. <laughs> yeah. He keeps, yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know, I, I love JBL. JBL is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we move on to <clears throat> match of the night. Los Matadores versus 3MB. Los Matadores win. Yep. There, right. That yeah. happened. After the match, El Torito attacks Jinder Mahal. They set up Mahal for the same finishing move they just used to win the match, only this time they held up Mahal and stayed up there as El Torito came off the top rope and hit him with what JBL called a bull ton, right? Because you can do the bulletin rana and the bull ton. A bull ton. We've, we've already talked way too much about this match. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't These guys get... Stop it. Yeah. They suck. I hate it. Yeah. Well, they show a video package of Big Show and all of his stuff that's happened lately. And then after that package airs, Michael Cole says there's been some rumors going around all week. He says after the commercial, both Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are scheduled to address the WWE Universe. Huh? Whoa. To which we return from commercial and Triple H's music hits and he and Stephanie McMahon make their way to the ring. They're holding hands. Aw. Uh, yeah. Good to see love. Love. I, I love love. I love love. I love, I love hugs. I love love. Well, Stephanie says she'll never let her kindness be mistaken for a weakness again, and she's cut off by a loud "You got knocked out" chant directed towards Triple H. Right. And they're great because they recognize, let that go, mm-hmm. let it like let it roll. Yeah. Stop. Don't rush the promo. Because mm-hmm. if you stop, it's gonna get louder. Yeah. If you let it, see. Yeah, yeah. So they did great there. Well, Stephanie talks about bailing out Big Show multiple times, more times than she cares to remember. They repaid Big Show, or said, and they were repaid with Big Show striking Triple H in the face. She says they're selling Big Show's house and formally pressing charges. She says to let that be a lesson to everyone in the dressing room. Stephanie talks about the rumors of Triple H suffering a concussion and a broken jaw. And Stephanie reminds everyone who Triple H is. Now, is this the, is where I like this. Because, yeah. like, oh, you forgot who this guy yeah. is? 13-time yeah. world heavyweight King champion. Of Kings, King of Kings. Cerebral King. Assassin. Right. The game. She says he's earned all of these nicknames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Stephanie says, with my power and support, Triple H is the WWE. I think this is setting up, because mm. they've been calling her the principal owner. Mm. She's like, I gave this. Mm. I think they're eventually setting up that Vince. power struggle. Yeah. because Between you know, the two of them? Between or? the two of them. Oh. Because she keeps mentioning it. This is me. Right. I'm here. Yeah. He's doing my bidding, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, I, I maybe they're just leaving that, that open in case they yeah. want to go that route. At any rate. Triple H grabs the mic. He says rumors of his, of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. He says being the CEO of the WWE for two years now, he says, oddly enough, as weird as it sounds, I did that for you, for the fans. I put aside my personal and professional goals to ensure the future of the WWE that it will be taken care of. Right? Mm-hmm. Triple H talks about how all he's put up with since he's been in charge. He said last week was his breaking point. He says, you want me to be the bad guy? Fine. I'll be the bad guy. Here's where I like this because he even made reference. I like when WWE doesn't forget their history, and he even made reference uh, reference of remember when they did the strike and they all walked out yes, on him. Yes. He made reference of that. Yeah, yeah. I like that when he was like, yes. you know what I've put up with the last two. Yeah, years? when they don't try to conveniently forget everything yes. that's happened. Yes. You know, it's like okay, hey, you're rewarding the people who actually watch week in week out. You know. Mm. Well, this, doing is, this. this is when he gets into his angry guy promo, right. and he starts screaming. I did that one pretty well. That was very good. Yeah. So he says, you want me to be the bad guy? Fine, I'll be the bad guy. I'll give you something that you've never seen before. And he says, the big show will crumble at his feet, and everyone who defies his authority will be begging for their jobs. 
And he says, anyone who's ever thought of chanting the word yes better start praying right now. And then a yes chant happens. Yes chants go off, and Daniel Bryan music hits, right? Mm-hmm. Out comes Daniel Bryan. And he's, you know, leading the, ch- the crowd chants, yes, 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 it's going on. And then, boom, blindsided by Alberto Del Rio. Which made little sense. Mm-hmm. Del Rio knocks him down, lays the boots to him. Uh, Del Rio waits for Brian to get up and then super kicks him in the face. Whack him. Vicious one, too. It looked good. Yeah. Looked good. Now, Brian's laying there unconscious, and Stephanie and Triple H lean over the rope, and they're looking down. She was like, I'm sorry, Daniel. Were you saying something? Very good Very touch. great. And she's like, oh, it looks like you're done. So, and then, <laughs> which was great. I loved it. So, she says his opponent tonight will be the world heavyweight champion, Alberto Del Rio. And then Triple H starts going, Yes, 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 which, to their credit, made the crowd go, no, no, no. yeah, yeah, it was great. So, good segment, you know what I mean? Like, as much as they keep... That was a segment as far as promos of the night, I thought. Yeah, as far as, you know, they keep giving us this thing without a real, you know, meat and potatoes to it, no no real ending or, or enhancements. Yeah. This felt good. Like, I was interested in this. And it was good to add Alberto Del Rio... You know what I mean? Yeah. It just instead of the shield, right? Instead of the shield attacking. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we get uh, backstage. Ryback and Paul Heyman. We see Ryback. Uh, they're walking to the ring. Michael Cole reminds everyone they'll they'll be in a beat the clock match tonight after the commercial break. Of so course. That's, so that's what we get. Mm-hmm. Our truth is singing and rapping in the ring. JBL singing along. We love that. <laughs> that's what. That makes no sense. What's to me, up? But I like it. Yeah. yeah. What's up? The way he says it too. He's like yeah. so into it. Yeah. Because and that's the only thing that JBL is a babyface about. Yeah. Everything else is heel yeah. except for well, I he love loves, this. What's he loves up? Los Matadores too. Oh, God. He goes over he the top of that. Yeah. But I like when he like when he. It, it's silly because he's all like super excited. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. I mean, he's like just into it. You can tell he's not phoning it in. Right. Yeah. Well, we get, uh, let's see, right Cole explains and, us yeah. how the beat the clock match works. Bell sounds and we go, and this was great. R-Truth, as soon as the bell rings, the match about to start, R-Truth gets out of the ring and starts running around, yeah. running away. That's how Clock's you should rolling. do it. Yeah, that's how you Clock's should rolling. do it. And then so he climbs in, Ryback comes in, he kicks him real quick, and then Ryback's like, oh, and he goes after him, and he runs back out of the ring. I mean, they do that a couple times, yeah. which I was like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's good because that's match. what you would do. Yes. You know what I mean? Whoever thought of that. Yeah. Genius. Good job. Another Goldberg champ. Of course. Here's the problem. I think he's going to forever get him. Because yeah. he looks like him. Yeah. But what can he do about that? Grow his hair if he has any. But still, like he's still going to look like the guy. Yeah, I mean, like at least you grow out hair, I guess. That's the only thing you could think of. That's the only thing I could think of. I don't know. Yeah, in the end, Ryback won. Shell shock, kind of out of nowhere. He wins with the time of five minutes and 44 seconds. And it was good to show that Ryback, I like this match for Ryback because he didn't do his marching yeah, when he yeah. did the shell. He, he, he got it after up. it. Yeah, he picked yeah. it up and dropped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he was going after it on this. So I like that. Um, other than that, though, you know, it was a decent match. Good filler. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, then we got tons of funk versus the Real Americans. Match is what it is. Real Americans won. What happens afterwards? What does happen afterwards? Well, Cesaro is pointing at Brodus. Going to swing him. Yeah? Yep. Starts to. In comes Sweet T for the save. So, they knock him out. Toss Brodus aside. And now, here's where the heel tag team of the Real Americans point at Sweet T. And they look at the crowd. And, and the crowd. Like, yeah! Yeah! Right? So, something's got to give here. These, you're giving these guys face spots. I think Cesaro goes babyface. Yeah. So he picks up Sweet Tea and does the swing. And 
the thing that I didn't like about it is you could see Albert, Albert, uh, he to be able to pull it off, he had to like hold his yeah hands behind his head in a in a crunch position, which is what you kind of have to do to help him out. Yeah. Uh, but most people are able to do it without. Yeah. You know, doing Being that. Being so obvious. And it kind of uh, he didn't get Albert around, but a couple of times yeah. when he was able to get. Kali like ten times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Well, maybe he's phoning at home. He's probably doing that every night now. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Had a heavy lunch. Maybe he didn't want to puke. Yeah. <laughs> then we get <laughs> we get Tamina Snuka versus Brie Bella. And I will give some credit because I am a critic of all wrestling, and I usually shit on Brie Bella and the Bella Twins. But ever since Nikki got hurt. You could really see an improvement in Brie Bella's yeah. wrestling. This she match, had a missile drop kick on Tamina. Yeah. This match, if you compare it even six months ago, is leap and bounds yeah, yeah. better. And so good for her well, to get better in the ring. You know what else she hit was the running knee. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Tamina stops Brie from hitting a top rope move. Tamina hits Brie with a big boot and pins her one, two, three. Tamina Snuka gets the win. I saw on the news, too, that, that they booked this uh, Tamina Snuka with AJ Lee. In the vein of the dudes with attitudes, the Shawn Michaels and uh, that's perfect. And 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 Diesel, yeah, they were the dudes with attitudes, right? Yes. Or was that Hall and him? No, that was uh, yeah, yeah, that was Diesel. Yeah, and that's it works. Perfect. That's why they've got her kind of dressed up in like mm-hmm. these leathery things, like just being yeah. the silent bodyguard behind that's ready yeah. to kick some ass. And no, that's AJ's perfect. Been a little, yeah. You've never seen a diva tag team like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're always either like uh, Michelle McCool Besties. and Layla, yeah. Or they're just vicious women uh-huh. that are out there. Yeah. No, this is the bodyguard style of the superstar, the arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Very I like good. It. Mm-hmm. it is good. Um, the only thing to me still is I'm not sold on the Bella Twins being baby faces. Yeah. You know, yeah. If they're they're better, and I think everyone wants to hate them. Yeah. Well, they Tamina Snooker continues to beat her down a little bit, and then AJ comes in and does. Uh, the uh, Black Widow. I thought that uh-huh. was cool too. Yeah. She's like tap, yes. tap. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and you know, referee breaks it up. Nikki. And comes also down. about this match, Nikki was banned. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was good. Stephanie too. had banned her from ringside, but did not ban AJ Lee right. even to that point. Yeah. Because yeah. she brought up, well, you're she she earlier in the thing she comes up and she hugs Bree. She's like, I forgot to congratulate you on your wedding. And there, the Bells played it off good, like okay, you know, yeah. like they looked uncomfortable. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, speaking of it, your fiance, mm-hmm. after my husband was knocked out, stood over him laughing, chanting, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, well, tonight you've got a match with me. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, just, oh. That was very good wonderful. touch. Wonderful, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, then we get Brad the Mad Ox. And see? It even fits there. Brad the Mad Ox. Sure. Sign me up. Yeah. For that storyline. Sign me up. Well, we get uh, Stephanie McMahon and the Mad Ox are watching a match of off the Goldberg DVD. Of course, it's a match where Triple H is kicking Goldberg's ass, but, you know, that's what they got to do. Daniel Bryan storms in and he yells at Stephanie. He says, not bad enough that you're making my life hell. Now you got to make Bree's life hell. And he, and he nearly calls her a bitch. Yeah. He's cut off yeah. by the Mad Ox. And really, nothing really happened, but. It happened. Yeah, that happened. Well, we get the second match of the Beat the Clock match. Um, <laughs> series inter- of matches. Let yeah. myself introduce myself. <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, so CM Punk, uh huh. It, it, it's clobbering time, yeah? Mm-hmm. 
He comes out. Uh, but how many times is CM Punk going to beat Curtis Axel? Hey, well, he's the Intercontinental title or Intercontinental champion, but he keeps on getting his ass kicked. I mean, when was the last time Curtis Axel felt like he had a, a, a win over uh, other than our truth? Yeah, that's true, yeah. God dang it. Either take the title off of him or stop having Curtis Axel be the whipping boy. Well, so they fight back and forth for a while until there's about a minute left on the clock. And when the one-minute mark hits, Heyman screams at Axel to simply hold Punk down. And he don't. Right? And he don't. Uh, he hits a fisherman suplex on Punk for a near fall. Heyman continues yelling at him not to try to beat him, but to simply hold him down. He again, continues to disregard Heyman's wishes. Where are we going with that? Yep. Punk hits the GTS for the one, two, three with... 11 seconds to spare, making the winner of the Beat the Clock Challenge, CM Punk. So after the match, Heyman throws down the IC title, gets pissed, he's going up the ramp, and he stops at the top of the ramp, looks pissed. Punk, Punk jumps on the microphone and he says, hey, hey, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Where are you going, man? i got to pick the stipulation. Yeah. And Punk says, this is where you'd be proud of me because I've learned something from you. And uh, he says he likes Heyman's ideas. We're going to have ourselves a handicap match at Hell in a Cell. Punk announces it will be Ryback and Paul Heyman against CM Punk in a Hell in a Cell. What do you think about that? Do you like that? I like it. I think it would have been cooler to, when I beat Ryback, I get you for five minutes. Yeah. No, I like this. You do? Because this is going to allow some chasing around the ring. Ryback's getting in the way. Beat him up for a little bit. And when, when Ryback's beating him up, Heyman's going to get some cheap shots. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, rah, I'm going to grab you and get yeah, you in an ankle yeah. lock or something, then Ryback hits you again. This will be an interesting match, one that we don't generally see the likes of. Very true. But I feel like it's weird for Punk to call for it. Yeah. I thought I it would have been cool for Heyman to go, I beat you one time, I'm going to beat you again. It's me and him versus you because I'm going to pin your ass one more time. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. that's where I thought, I don't know. It's interesting, but... I don't know. I don't know. I keep saying I don't know because I don't know how I feel about this yet. Yeah. Well, we get Daniel Bryan versus Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio. Which didn't main event Raw, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Good match. I mean, what are you going to, you know? Two good workers. Yeah. Well, so um, uh, let's see. Where are we at here? So. This is when Randy Orton gets involved mm-hmm. and. Uh, Says, hey. Well, see, so Del, Del Rio has Brian locked in chin lock, right? As the announcers uh, bicker like uh, little kids during the match. They've been doing that. Uh, Del Rio mocks Brian's yes chant in the corner as he waits for Brian to get up. Brian gets up. Del Rio charges after him. Brian catches him coming in with a big clothesline. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, they keep going on for a little bit. Del Rio no-sold Brian's uh, um, drop kick, which was... Really? Yeah. And I must have yeah. missed that. Anyway... Uh, let's see here. Let me find a better spot where we're at. Okay. Daniel Bryan champ breaks out from the fans in St. Louis. Del Rio charges at Bryan, and Bryan pulls down the top rope, letting Del Rio crash onto the floor. Right? Yes. We get a flying goat. Love it. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring, Bryan comes off the top rope onto Del Rio with a missile drop kick. After that, we hear Orton talking. Yeah, that was cool. Orton, I like that. Orton is shown on the Titan Tron. He tells Bryan he's sorry what happened to his sweet fiance earlier this evening. Orton tells him not to worry. He's going to go check on her right now. You don't do that, man. Walks into the room where Bree is being worked on. We see the Bella Twins as Orton slowly closes the door. As soon as he does, we hear them scream. Ah! 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 
No. Not that. No white family. <laughs> but <clears throat> Brian then tries running out of the ring, but Del Rio grabs his tights, rolls him up. One, two, kick out. Gotta love the false finish. Brian hits a big kick on Del Rio and then runs to the backstage area and gets counted out. Hey, he's got to check on his woman. So your winner, Alberto oh. Del Rio. Well, the cameras follow Brian as he's frantically running backstage. Brian breaks the door the door where Bella's being worked on. Brian asks what happened. Bella begins talking and then yell at him to look out. Orton attacks Brian from behind. Some referees come in and tell Orton to leave. They check on him. Orton leaves and Bree checks on Brian, who's still laid out. We had to commercial. So, basically, he went in there. They screamed. He hid and waited for him to come. Mm-hmm. Used it. A good heel tactic to lead to a pay the horror movie thing. Yeah. Look out behind the door. Uh, yeah. Well, we return from a commercial, and the Shield are shown talking with each other. The camera pans out, and we see Triple H and Stephanie McMahon also in the room. I don't... I think the Shield... I don't know. I feel like they're being misused as lackeys now just for Triple H. Yeah. You know, they're there for the Hounds of Justice, and they were kind of renegades to, you know, screw over the WWE. And now they're just... What what are you saying, Triple H? Oh, okay, cool. We'll do that. Yeah. Well, he tells them that uh, their match is now a notice qualification match. Uh-oh. And he tells them the gloves are off, boys. Finish them. As they leave, Stephanie appears turned on and grabs Triple H and makes out with him. Which is probably legitimate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet you that wasn't storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't scripted at all. But they were like, roll with it. Uh, this is kind of hot. Yeah. So we get that tag team title match. No disqualification Goldie Rhodes versus The Shield. And now the tag titles mean something yeah. for this week. For this week. Yeah. So, let me find a good spot, right? I mean, this match going on. Good match. I mean, look, again, solid workers all the way around. Yeah, yeah. and this was good. And it had another, like at the pay-per-view, when uh, Goldie Rhodes mm-hmm. won the match and the locker room came out, it had that high drama of that match on this night, mm-hmm. you know, and it felt yeah. cool. And this is the one that I have not seen yet. I'm going to go watch it later tonight. Um, it's good. But I did hear about this. Roman Reigns speared the crap out of Goldust to the oh ringside barricade. Oh, my God. A holy shit chant broke out. It even. was. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. It was good. Now, Ambrose throws Cody in the ring with a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs over to the other side of the ring and throws Reigns in to go get him. When out through the crowd comes, well, is the big show. Yep. Music didn't play, obviously, but uh, Big Show knocks out Ambrose, right? Boom. Yeah. WMD for that ass. Uh-huh. Then he catches Rollins. Boom. Mm-hmm. WMD. Yep. So now what's left? Roman Reigns. He distracts Reigns. Reigns leans through the ropes. Well, because what happens is he distracts Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes tries to hit his finisher. Right. He ducks under. He happens to duck outside of the ring. Whack him. Gotcha. Big Show got him with the punch. It was with a WMD. cool spot. Yeah. And this is all no disqualification. All right. So then. What do we get? We get the new tag champs. One, two, three. New tag team champions, Goldie Rhodes. Right. And so. You go Hell ahead. in a Cell. Goldie Rhodes versus Big Henry for the world tag. No. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Book it. No. Yeah. No. Hire me. The Mad Ox referees. <laughs> Getting a little carried away. All right. Here's my beef with this episode of Raw. Uh-huh. Well, I always have well here's what we didn't get either. You go ahead. You go ahead. Triple H comes down the ring, and he's 
pissed. Right. And Big Show's in the middle of the crowd. Yes, yes, yes. Triple H takes off his his sport coat, uh-huh. a la Ric Flair. Don't make me yeah. take off my sport coat. Anyway, we go off the air on that note. So everyone gets one over on uh, the authority, except for your top freaking guy, Daniel Bryan. And hold on, Big Show. I like you and everything. I think you're cool. But the yes chain ain't yours. Yeah. So stop freaking doing it. And everyone else, stop mocking it. Yeah. It's the most over thing in your company, but that doesn't mean you get to do it. So Del Rio, stop it. Orton, stop it. Triple H, okay, you're the boss. I get that. Yeah. But everyone else, stop mocking. Well, you're in the feud with the guy, so you can mock it. So stop mocking Daniel Bryan's chant. He did it. Let him do it. Especially you, TNA. Yeah, well, well, just why is the Big Show doing it? You're not the guy that does that, so you don't get to do it. You come up with your own damn thing, Big Show, instead of piggybacking off of him. Because honestly, once this feud started with Daniel Bryan as the the guy getting, you know, uh, taken advantage of, Big Show just catapulted that, and now he's the top guy. Yeah. No! No! It's stupid. I don't like that. Well, that was Ah! raw. That was raw. Another long segment that we went, but... We got to get it all out, man. We got to get it all out because we got some big stuff coming. We out. got Dolph Ziggler. We, we got, got Martin Dolph Thomas. Ziggler and Martin Thomas. Full information for that, that ass. ass. We've been saying "full that ass" a lot tonight. It's our new thing. That's this episode's name. Yeah. Full that ass. Yes. And we're gonna come back with some more Spanish announce table. On the Trimming Topics Network.com. Faux that ass. Oh, I was going to say Trimming Topics well, yeah. Network. Yeah. You're always, we're not on the same wavelength. Because I'm not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trending Topics Network.com, Spanish announce table, back in a second. Trending Topics Network.com. You say you need a good reason to check out the Trending Topics Network.com? Well, I've got five. Number one, Fight Show Live. Masters in the business of beatdown, Ozone and T-Mac bring you all things MMA. Number two, Trending Mobile Technology. Piper the DJ takes a bite out of the mobile space every week as he gives you Android, iOS, Microsoft, and BlackBerry. Number three, The Real News. MJR shares politics and current events the only way he knows how, unbiased and honestly. Number four, the Spanish announce table. Captain Awesome and T-Mac are slamming your face through a table full of wrestling knowledge every week as they break down WWE and TNA. Number five, Old School at the Movies. Mr. Old School and his panel of critics are your one-stop shop for all your movie needs as they give you box office hits, DVD releases, even Netflix, and the bargain bin. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Better check in every day because you never know what's going to be trending next. We are the voices in your head telling you, telling you to send us a dollar. <laughs> Please. There's a vending machine, and I just want this bottle of water. Send me a dollar. You need a, you need a dollar twenty-five for that. God damn it. Send me two dollars. <laughs> I'll send you back the 75 cents. I promise. Send me the two dollars. I'll send you back 75 cents. We will get into that in our emails later. Please. <laughs> I do love this song. But SmackDown. Yes. Let me hear it. 
Friday night, Tuesday-ish SmackDown. <laughs> we open Vicky Guerrero. She's talking smack on the big show, but she gets interrupted by... The Big Show. No. She gets interrupted by Alberto Del Rio. What? Yeah. It's not Big Show. Big Show interrupts everyone. No. He comes out and he's begging her to change her mind about making him defend his title against Senor Cena at Hell in a Cell. Now, Vicky asks if he really meant all that stuff he'd said about her on Raw from the previous week, you know, when he told her she was sexy and all that. Right. I remember that. Of course. And uh, she says, well, if you want me to reconsider, you need to kiss me. Well, he looks pretty reluctant, and he kisses her on the cheek. Now, she's upset and demands it be on the lips. Say what? Yeah. Well, uh, he gives her a quick peck on the lips. Yeah? Just a quick little, hey, there you go. I did what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, she gets mad, and she says, Don't do it like the gringos. Do it like the Mexicans! <laughs> Which, okay, I'll give you that. She looked a little ridiculous when she did, because even she was laughing at herself, you know? So, and he looks a little funny. You know, they look like they're just, you know, they're having a good time. So, he leans her over, gives her a big old long kiss, right? Well, next, she says this. Like the French. Ugh. So what? Yeah. Okay, no, wait. Okay, okay. <laughs> maybe not like the French, but maybe you could try kissing me some other place. Uh, hey, this is PG, like damn it. Here! This is where she stuck out her big old ass. And she kind of shook it back and forth, yeah? Uh, Kiss my ass. Sounds like she's an ass, man. <laughs> she says, look, I'm not going to reconsider. And then we get... Damien Sandow music. I always mm-hmm. like Damien Sandow. Yeah. Damien says ADR is a fraud and is using her as a sex object that he thinks he can manipulate. He says she's beautiful, but he's most attracted to her superior intellect and the way she manipulates her way through life. He says he's a better man, and Vicky says she wants to see who the better man actually is and books him for a match later. Non-title, of course. Of course. Of course. Well, so we move on. We get R-Truth versus Curtis Axel in an intercontinental title match. JBL singing along with What's Up again. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. What's up? And he says that Truth and him are like 50 and Eminem or two live crew. Calm down. Steady. <laughs> Steady your ship there, Steady. JBL. So, uh, these two have been putting on good matches lately. This is no exception. But Truth put in a great fight and came close with some near falls. But in the end, Axel was able to hit his finisher, which I still don't know if we have a name for. I think they said it once, but mm-hmm. I didn't care to remember mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it didn't happen. Uh, Curtis Axel wins via pinfall. Now we get Los Matadores versus Los Locales. And that happened. Los Locales. Who is that? Well, who it's supposed to be is random Mexicans that these two apparently had a long-term rivalry with. Has that been explained? Uh, No. They just said this is a long-time rivalry from back in Mexico. Who it really is is Ricardo Rodriguez and Tyson Kidd in masks. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ricardo Rodriguez has wrestled as uh, El Local or El Local or something like that before in dark matches. Uh-huh. So he's already played that gimmick, but now we need a tag team, and we need a Mexican tag team. So who looks vaguely brown? Tyson Kidd's tan. <laughs> Jesus. I love that. Because that's probably exactly <laughs> what they said in the creative meeting. <laughs> yeah. hey, it, was, it was vaguely brown who we got that yeah. ain't doing anything. Tyson Kidd can finally wrestle after like a year and a half or whatever long he's been gone. Let's put him under a mask and right. let him wrestle. And he, you could even do a good push with him because the total divas. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, nope, let's screw that up. Well, of course, Los Matadores win, and El Torito was able to get in some of his spots after the match to the delight of the crowd, of course. So we move on. We get Brie Bella and the Funkadactyls versus Natalia, Caitlin, and Eva Marie. Again, I just... This I, match was a train wreck. Well, I wrote course. that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> train wreck. I just uh, I can't believe Brie Bella as a baby yeah. face. It just doesn't translate well, to me. What we get is Caitlyn tries to roll up again. Year of the roll up. She of tries course. to roll up Naomi, who was actually getting the big spots in the match. Did the uh, the rear bumper? What do they call mm-hmm. it? The rear view, yeah, where she yeah. smacks her ass into somebody's oh. face. I'll take a rear view from Naomi. Oh, uh, but she tries to roll up Naomi, who reversed it into a roll up of her own, and they're in this kind of can you look in sixty nine position? So it's pretty hot. I yeah, it. and then. But the Funkadactyls won. So is, with Natalia, so is Natalia a heel? Because everyone loves her. No, I think they all were faces. I think the okay. Total Divas are supposed to be faces, and so it's a face versus face versus face, 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 face okay. match. Just, and right. we stick an ass in someone's face. So, you know. We get Renee in the back uh, interviewing Goldie Rhodes, and uh, they thank everyone for the support from the last few weeks, and now they're welcome back with a match later against the Wyatt family. Should be good. Yeah! Well, yeah. So, anyway. Could you imagine the great promo weirdness between the Wyatt family and Goldust? Goldust. Yeah, I know. That'd be great. I know. Because he could be like, ha! Right. You get, that! Yeah. Ha! <laughs> that! <laughs> anyway, we get Damian Sandow versus Alberto Del Rio, and this match went on for a long time. Because they're the two good workers, yeah. you know, and they needed time yeah. to fill. Yeah, we don't got anybody else. You know, we already used... Uh, Tyson Kidd is a Mexican, so <laughs> yeah, it's rare to see these heel versus heel matches, though. Yeah, yeah it almost kind of feels like maybe we're gonna see a Damian Sandow face turn soon. Who knows? He's a crowd favorite, and they know when he cashes in, they're gonna get the Dolph Ziggler reaction. Not to that extent, but yeah, they yeah, will. Yeah, but they'll get some of that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'd mark out probably harder for a Damian Sandow thing now, I guess. Back then, though, not. Yeah. I mean, Del- our Dolph's was pretty big deal, but uh, eventually ADR took advantage of that injured knee of Sandow, hit him. With it, and then slapped on a cross arm breaker, and Sandow taps. Tap, Winner. tap. Tap, tap, tap that. Tap that app. Uh, Alberto Del Rio wins via submission. Now we get, this is where Michael Cole told us that Triple H reportedly suffering the concussion and uh, broken jaw, and that it was wired shut, and there may or not, may not be a warrant out for the arrest of Big Choke, and we all find out this, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we get another great, solid booking in this show. God. The primetime players and the great Kali versus 3MB. I even wrote here, this match is what it is, a piss break. Why is Kali getting featured again so much? Yeah, he got the win. He slapped down Heath Slater with his big overhand slap, you know. And uh, the winners, the great Kali and the primetime players. And they all dance in the ring. Oh, I know. I saw it. Yeah. Here's, ah, man. And it was is... weird. It saw like Titus O'Neil. He's like grabbing yeah. Kali's hand, trying to get, and even I think JBL and Cole were like, "Okay, all right, yeah. stop it." Yeah. Like somebody stop this. But this, you know, I've always been a fan of Mark Henry, but this makes me just cry out for the speedy recovery of Mark Henry, because man, he could be on here instead of Kali, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we moved on. We get Goldie Rhodes versus uh, the yeah. Wyatt family. I didn't get the audio here like I wanted to, but their vignette was different. It started with the match and the lighting, uh-huh. then Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt talked. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was, you know, another weird thing that, you yeah. know, like, uh, kind of like, what's he saying yeah, yeah. Uh, against them? And then he blows it out and they come out. At, at one point, uh, Rowan's in the ring, 
Uh-huh. And he's staring uh, down Goldust. And he's got the sheet mask on. Yeah. And uh, he's staring down Goldust. And Goldust does this... And then slaps the mask right off his face. I mean, yeah. just... Yeah. Right off his face. And uh, eventually, though, Cody Rhodes does a sunset flip style roll up from the corner. I guess... Is that a Mikey flip? I don't know. What, no, don't Mikey know. flip's different. No, I don't know what you call that. But... Uh, he does that on Luke Harper for the victory. So, Goldie Rhodes winning the match. And uh, that's how SmackDown ended. Yeah. You know, it was a good... It, it was interesting, though. It was the, a terrible show when you look at match qualities, right. other than Damian Sandow, maybe. And, you know, Truth and Axel had a good match, but... Well, this was interesting because here is the Wyatt family, and the first match they lose as yeah. a tag team uh-huh. is a forgettable uh, SmackDown main event. Yeah. You know? I mean, to come Goldie on. Rhodes. All right. Which they're beating everyone now, so good for them. You know, they're getting the push. Tag team champions yeah. of the world. World tag team champions of the world. <laughs> well, we've got to take another break. At least this one was quick. We had a couple of long segments there. But thanks for listening. In front of us, but and thanks for listening. And not fast forwarding. But now, to make you work for it, we're going to give you Dolph Ziggler, and we're going to give you Martin Thomas, but we got to make you work <laughs> for it. We want you to appreciate that, so we're going to take you through the shit yeah. that is TNA. We're going to talk about the 14th best wrestling program on television. TNA Impact Wrestling. I know you're excited. When we come back to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. One zero two five, the fan, the biggest name in KC sports radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is sports radio weekdays eleven till two on FM Sports Radio one zero two five, the fan. Who brought the cow? I always thought that was weird because when he did this gimmick, he always praised New York. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you always, he always talked crap on Texas even. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, who doesn't? Uh, I would Texas. always. I hate, so, military training. We go to San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. Our next assignment is uh, job training, Wichita Falls, Texas. Which titty? We're getting our secondary part of job training we're flying out to Biloxi Mississippi and I shit you not me and this guy we finally get out of the airport we get in this guy's car who came to pick us up and he was like he's like hey man and I was like what he's like we're not in Texas and I was like we're not in Texas <laughs> we like just we're like oh yeah <laughs> so excited so excited oh man you know we were talking about JBL and how good he is the thought that keeps coming to my mind every Monday night is when will we see the transition of JBL and Cole and King not there anymore because that always feels and and nothing against him but it just feels like he's the added on Uh, yeah I kind of feel like King's gonna have that job as long as he wants it at least with the current people that are in power now until somebody's like I just feel like you know get him in a feud get him beat up by a new heel and now we don't he doesn't need the money no not at all like he's always saved his money yeah He's very frugal. Right. And in Memphis, he's a king. He wouldn't have to have money. He could. Yeah. People would feed him for the rest of his life. He's right. like somebody was talking. I think it was Dutch Mantel on the Cole Cabana thing. Somebody was talking about uh, Jerry. I think it was Dutch Mantel. He said 
the two most famous people in Memphis are Elvis and Lawler. And he goes, I think Lawler might have overtaken Elvis yeah. in Memphis. Like, yeah. he's just, everywhere he goes, he's Lawler. Like, yeah. they're not going to, yeah. It's just, and it seems like it would be, you know, the two-man group is always the best for commentary. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. JR and King. Yeah, and it, it makes it better when when they have a gorilla, guest because gorilla and uh, the brain. Because when you, you have know? a guest commentator and you got now you got four, yeah, it, it just doesn't, doesn't work. So no. I'm just wondering when we're when we will see that. Well, yeah, you I have a like heel and you have a face, and it's the dichotomy of it, right? Because that's the story we're telling. Yep, we're not telling three different angles. We're telling good guy versus bad guy mm-hmm. here. And then it always seems weird because sometimes uh, King and JBL will team up on Cole and make fun of him, and then sometimes Cole and King will be like, JBL, you're saying the wrong thing, you know, like the baby face. So it's just weird. So mm. hopefully it happens soon. But I still like King. It just feels yeah. like they need to go with yeah. the new push. Well, let's talk about something way more exciting than that. <laughs> Actually, wasn't bad this week. It was pretty good. We start off on Impact Wrestling with Dixie Carter in the ring. She's talking smack on Hogan. Uh-huh. She's getting some great heat here, right? Very I mean, They good. are booing her. Now, um, she she never mentioned Hogan. She just kept saying this guy, that guy, and she says, you know, like he, you know, I didn't meet him all this stuff. She goes, and that's why he'll never be called by his name in this company again. You know, what I mean, she never referred to him as Hogan, like mm-hmm. wouldn't refer to his name. But then she also says she didn't need him. She didn't need anybody else. And she said this. I don't need anybody to come in here and tell me how to run my own wrestling company. God, all, I hate her voice. First of all, the heat. Yeah. She, you barely couldn't hear. And Mr. Stephanie Levesque. Good shot. Ooh. And I, you know, the other thing I liked is she said Vince, and that could be McMahon, Russo. You know, she didn't I really. I don't need any Vince. Yeah, any Vince. You know, I like that. Mr. Stephanie Levesque. Yeah. That's some balls. Very much Taking so. Taking your shots at them. And again, and, and I said this in my call to the WIR, uh, I said, WWE's likely not to respond to that. They're not going to say nothing? Not yet. Yeah, they're just yeah. kind of probably like, oh, okay, whatever, lady. But that keeps people wanting to watch you. What are you going to say next? You know what I mean? Wow. The the vast improvements Dixie Carter has made from her first heel promo. Yeah. On AJ. Yeah. Man. But even that was pretty good. Right. I mean, it was, you know, but yeah, yeah this one was really good. This is just, she's so much better. But she starts to lean into AJ Styles at this point, and then we get Sting's music. Sting comes down the ring, asks her, what's going on, all right? What's going on? Now, she's angry with him, and she says, uh, you know, I remember a little while back, somebody told me that he had the perfect guy for the job of general manager, leading to when Sting was finally like, no, trust Hogan again, you know? Uh, so she books him and Magnus for a match later against Bad Influence, and she says, look, if either you or Magnus lose, that person won't be allowed to compete at Bound for Glory. This would ruin their big match they're going to have, right? With she, each other. Yeah. And she tells him that she holds his future in the palm of her little hand, and she says, that's what's going on. Yeah? I like that. So, 
We get Austin Aries in the back, and he's being asked about Jeff Hardy and their Ultimate X match coming up at BFG. And he says that was Jeff's idea because he needs all the extras, the tables, the ladders, the chairs. He says, I don't need any of that stuff because I'm a professional wrestler, Ooh. a great one. Yeah? yeah? He says tonight they'll go one-on-one without the extracurriculars, which I loved. Very good promo. Austin Aries. How, how WWE passed on that guy. Anyway, then we get AJ Styles in the locker room. He's being asked if he's worried about Bully Ray's revenge for his actions last week. And says, of course, AJ says, oh, not afraid of any bully revenge. And I, he says, Bully knows I don't back down from any fight. Bully knows that. And Dixie knows that. And she also knows that he's going to make her pay. Nah. Mm-hmm. Well, now we get Austin Aries versus Jeff Hardy. This match is a spot fest. What would you expect, right? Yeah, I mean. The crowd is really into this match. Now, this crowd was good. It's Tulsa, Oklahoma crowd. I mean, it's Tulsa, Oklahoma I'm sure they've had a couple of jars of moonshine before the show started. Um, they were probably tailgating for this. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they were really into it. Jeff Hardy was up at the top rope for a swanton uh, when Austin got up, kicked the ropes, and then he nailed Hardy with a brain buster from the top rope. Right? Great. Now, I was a little worried that this spot was about to go really wrong because uh, Hardy was a little wobbly while Aries had him up in the air, and I was like, oh, no. He's going to die. He's going to break his fucking neck. He's going to wrestle with a broken freaking neck. So, uh, <laughs> uh, see what happened is Hardy jumped a little bit. You know, like the big show jump whenever somebody's got to get him up for a move. You know, you know, like when somebody's picking up for a suplex and you kind of mm-hmm. leap up a little bit. Uh, a little bit before Aries was ready for it. Yeah. So that caused a little bit of... Right. Uh, but they got a hold of it and the move looked damn good. I mean, brain buster from the top rope, right? Austin Aries, your winner. Jeff Hardy did the job. I like that. Well, then we get main event mafia music. Hmm? Say what? What? Out comes Joe, wearing a suit, looking good. Joe congratulates Aries on his big win, but wants to talk about that Ultimate X match at BFG, and he wants to let him know there will be a fifth competitor for that match, and he also wants to let him know that Joe is going to kill you. All the while, Kenny King still stands uh-huh. in the background saying, what about what me? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what about Kenny me? King. Kenny King. I'm pretty good. You know what? They only signed him for a one gig shot. <laughs> yeah. So, at BFG, the X Division Championship will be on the line in an Ultimate X match between Manic, Austin Aries, Jeff Hardy, Chris Saban, and Samoa Joe. That might be worth the purchase price alone. Yeah, I hope Kenny King comes in and screws all of them. That would make... Kenny King. That would, oh, how great would that be? The most perfect way to get heat is in this great, epic, one yes. of the best matches of all time. Kenny King screws them all he over. screws them all. Oh, Kenny King. I hope that happens. X-Division champ. Kenny King. And, Kenny then we're, King. and then we're sitting here looking like geniuses because oh, we're like, what the hell happened? What about right. Kenny King? Mark that because if that happens, we're sending this to TNA yes. and we're going to be yes. working for TNA. Well, after that, we get bromans there in the back. Now, Robbie E has the word bro shaved into the back of his head great that's committing to character yeah hey good job for you instead of going to work on another reality show yeah. no listen it's not even just like he shaved down the the letters bro he outlined them shaved the outline of the word bro so the word bro spelled out in hair but it's outlined and it's not just like like rudimentary stick i mean it's like stylized yeah. i mean it was looking cool it looked ridiculous don't get me wrong yeah the I guy can't go it. anywhere Without looking like an idiot. He's probably wearing a hat. (laughs) Yeah. So at any rate, I mean, just great. Now, they're talking about the party last night, and they're like, nine girls in five hours? And then Jesse's like, and where did the horse come from? (laughs) Right? And so Robbie says, hey, speaking of horses, what's up with you losing to ODB last week? (laughs) And then Jesse says, hey, now, sir, that's not fair, because technically ODB isn't a girl, and we've seen girls. 
Yeah, we've seen girls, <laughs> right? So, anyway, Jesse then talks about how Dixie Carter said she respects people who step up, and tonight he's going to step up and take care of their biggest problem. And he leaves. Now we get Jeremy Borash in the parking lot next to a van that has Eric Young and Joseph Park in it. JB tells us that Young and Park are bound for glory as they are about to embark on a 1,500-mile road trip to San Diego for the pay-per-view, and you can follow along on ImpactWrestling.com and check for updates from the road every day. I watch one of these. They're good. Funny stuff. Very good. Very good stuff. Yes. You know, um, you have Abyss, who could be one of your best workers, and Eric Young, who's a very good worker himself, and they're riding in a car. Yeah. But, hey. Yeah, there were some something. funny things. Like, the one I watched, they're patching a tire, and he's patching it with, like, Band-Aids. Yeah. Or something, you know? Like, And he's like, this isn't going to hold. And he's like, hey, how many road trips you been on, huh? <laughs> one? Right. He's like, how many have I been on? A thousand and yeah, one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just funny stuff. Yeah. And they're playing with, like, action figures and mm, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, but they start to drive off, suddenly slam on the brakes, and get out because EY just remembered ODB has a match later, and he can't leave just yet. Because what we get is ODB versus Jesse. With from, Robbie. From yeah, yeah, he's got Robbie with him. Eric Young's out there. Uh, they start off with a good comedy spot with ODB shoving Jesse's face in her boobs, and he's all freaking out. And then she does it to Robbie E, and he's all freaking out. So Eric Young jumps up on the apron, and he's like, yeah, me, me, do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a good one, right? Yeah. Well, Eric Young and Robbie fight off to the back, right? So it leaves them alone in the ring. ODB pulls out her flask, whipping the crowd into a frenzy, slapping her tits, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going nuts. Then we get some music. Say and Lady Tappa comes out. ODB isn't going to back down, but Tappa lays her out with a harsh clothesline. But I like how she like amped herself up by smacking her tits. Yeah, and she's she like, goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she yeah. runs up there and just gets clotheslined. And uh, Tappa starts banging her head on the mat, you know what I mean, going crazy. And then she gets her up just to kick her in the face. And then she picks up ODB in a fireman's carry. And last time she did this to uh, Velvet. Picked her up in that fireman's carry, dropped her back like the shell shock. Mm-hmm. But what she does this time is she doesn't move that. She whips her out like she's about to do the F5, Brock Lesnar's F5, but ends it in a stone cold stunner like sit down, smack her thing. Very innovative. Very sweet. Yeah, it was very cool. And this woman is massive. Yeah. She dwarfed ODB. Yeah. Okay. ODB's one. ODB's a big woman. Yeah. Yeah, one dirty bitch. <laughs> one dirty bitch. <laughs> she stands over ODB holding the knockouts title. <laughs> What? You don't like uh, Scott Steiner? Oh, God, I love that. Yeah. I'm hungry. Scott Steiner. Yeah. yeah. The one dirty bitch. Yeah. We need that. Oh, man. Well, you know where Raw was last night? Where? As yeah. I stand here in the show-me state of St. Louis, Missouri. It's a city. I, wa- <laughs> I say last night, but we're doing this Wednesday night, but you yeah. get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's a city. Yeah. I'm doing him again. Yeah. So. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> Aces and eights are in the back, and Nux and Bish are saying they're down to three members because of what a bully has done. Bully tells them they're wrong. It's not because of him. It's because of Ken Anderson and his ego. Mind you, Ken Anderson has recently re-signed with TNA, so we see where this is going. But Nux said Bully's right, but he didn't have to pile drive him on the stage and try to end his career. He was a brother, man, and he wore the colors of the club. Well, Bully says... Yeah, the tree club. Who cares? Yeah, Bully says that might have been a little strong. But tonight he needs to focus on Bully's revenge. And what he wants for Bully's Revenge is he wants them to take the glory and the spotlight. You guys can have it. Go out there and take out AJ Styles and make sure he doesn't make it to Bound for Glory. I want them to do it so that the title, uh, the, so that the title stays in the club. Now, they seem to be buying into a speech and they nod in agreement with him. All right? He's hooked him again. Now we get Sting and Magnus in the back. 
Mag- yeah. Yeah, Magnus says he's realized he needed a kick in the rear end last week. And he says he's got the match of his career coming up against him at BFG. Sting says he wants he's out for that match to prove that even though he can't wrestle for the world title anymore, it's still showtime. What does, does that even mean? But does this well that he can still main event? Yeah, no, I get, I get that. what it means. But it's showtime. Hey man, I need I need some help getting motivated for my match against you. Got any words of advice? Yeah, kick my ass. Kick my ass. I mean, what the hell? It's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah. See, here's the thing that okay, if you're Sting, the the hole in the storyline is you're Magnus, I'm Sting right now, right? right? Yep. You're freaking out because you seemingly aren't buying into yourself and you think yeah. that you're just a failure. You can't get the job done. Yep. I'm gonna give you your your match that's gonna put you over the edge at Bound for Glory. But I'm still gonna wrestle that match because I'm think I'm gonna sh- kick your ass. Yeah. I'm still gonna win. That's not helping you at all. Right. That's yeah. gonna make it worse. Yeah. I'm if make, I beat you, yeah. now you're gonna be like, see? Yeah. Yeah. You do <laughs> see? suck. Yeah. Yeah. So what the hell? I mean, like, thanks, Sting. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, I mean, Obama. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Way to go, Obama. God. It, it, you know what? You know what Sting should have said to him? What? The only chance you have. You have no chance, but you had a chance. Is so you can run lickety split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. Right? Well, where this where this <laughs> would make sense. I love that. Where this would make sense a little bit is, okay, you need the match of your career. I need to prove that I can still do this. I can still hang with the young bucks. Right. So what we're going to do is from this moment on, I'm not going to see you. You're not going to see me. And then do some training videos. You know, Sting's in Venice yeah. Beach. Magnus is yeah. in Kansas City with Harley Race. Yeah, why are we still in the back getting naked together while we yeah. change clothes? Yeah, this is that's really the weird. part. Yeah, don't hang out with each other anymore. Prove that this is such an important match that we're taking it serious. We're serious. We're not going to see each other. Yeah. Well, the show gets better. We get bad influence. Which right? is always great. They come out for the Ego Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and they're dressed like Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. Perfect. In the orange and blue tuxedos. Perfect. Top hats, canes. They're even doing the whole bit of the sword fighting, you know. Uh, Daniel steps to the podium, and he says that they have decided to dress like all of the people in the crowd tonight, the fans of the main event mafia, the frauds of this company, the dumb and the dumber, as he's pointing to the crowd, right? So it yeah. ties it in. Kazarian says there's a lot of fraudulent halls of fame out there. For instance, Major League Baseball refuses to induct Jose Canseco. Right? The the how do you, the shame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame still hasn't inducted Judas Priest. <laughs> and TNA has yet to induct the best tag team in the business. Bad influence. All valid points. Yes. All so valid now points. they give Bobby Roode an induction, an introduction like only they can, and I have the audio. Allow me to introduce the very first inductee into the Ego Hall of Fame. The pride of Peterborough. The man who's a freak. He likes the girls with the boom. He once got busy in a Tim Hortons bathroom. At one time. At one time. The it factor of professional wrestling, Bobby Roode. I love these guys right now. These might be some of my favorite things in wrestling. These guys and their angle. Yeah, no, they're awesome. They're yeah. the they're the one redeeming quality week in and week out that yes. I'll watch. You know, like Dixie Carter is getting better, but originally I was like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they every time they're uh, yeah, they never disappoint. Right, every time they're on there, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, well, they've even got like this big wooden throne for Rude, big mm-hmm. portrait of him. I mean, they're going all out. 
Cass says he slaved over a hot computer to make Bobby this, <laughs> <laughs> which was a video package about him. And it's it's footage from Kurt Angle's video segment of his Hall of Fame Yeah, production. but they take out Kurt Angle's yeah, name. Yeah, every time they take out Kurt Angle's name, it's it's Cass dubbing it over going, Bobby, or Bobby <laughs> yeah. Rude. And so somebody's like, like the girls are like, oh, who wouldn't want to kiss Bobby? Right. And it's just great. I mean, it's a great thing, right? Very so good. Bobby gets up and he's like in tears and he thanks them. He says, there's one more man that needs to be recognized, and that without that man, none of this would be possible. And that man is me, <laughs> myself. He says he is deserving of a Hall of Fame induction, not Kurt Angle, and continues to lay out all of his accomplishments, right? Longest reigning TNA champion, yada, yada, yada. Keeps saying all that, and he keeps asking, what has Kurt Angle done lately? Where's Kurt Angle now? Well, there he is. There is Kurt Angle, looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Hmm. Uh, and sober. Yeah, he takes his shirt off. Looks like he's been hitting the weights. Mm-hmm. Looks in good shape, yeah. Uh, he comes to the ring and he suplexes both the bad influence. Tries to catch Bobby Roode who runs away. And then challenges Bobby Roode to a match at Bound for Glory. Which already happened two years ago. Yeah. But we'll forget about that. They need a good undercard and that should be a solid match. Oh, I mean, it's always going to yeah. be a good match. But, I mean, come on. It just happened in 2011. Yeah. Well, yeah. we get Velvet Sky with Chris Sabin in tow. He's going to come out with her this time. Versus Brooke. Knockouts title number one contendership match, right? And that ass. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. But. Yeah. Oh. Uh, All right, let's move on. What were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Let's move on. Let's so, keep talking about ass. Right, I wish. I love shoving ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> love to shove ass because I'm an ass man. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, they of course, make, they always make me want to work off. <laughs> yeah, work off when I shove ass. Now, they're going to retry this match because last week this match was ruined by Lady Tappa's appearance. Uh-huh. Renner did a no contest. Which would have been great if she did it again. Yeah. Well, Mike Tanay tells us that it's already been established that Gail Kim is in the title match at Bound for Glory, and the winner of this match will be the third participant. My question for you, when the hell was that established? The only thing that I can think of is... And was I don't it remember that it damn that... long ago that she earned a goddamn number one contender well, match or something. Maybe when she beat Taryn Terrell. Yeah, was that's there a number one contender match? I don't know. That's the only six thing. Six weeks think... ago that I forgot about. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, it's already bad enough that I don't remember you girls that well. You don't need to go. Oh, hey, remember? No, because I won't. And how about if that's the case? Why haven't we seen Gail Kim talking about that? Yeah, she hasn't even been on TV. I forgot about Gail Kim until you mentioned her. Right. TNA. Hell, I can do that. <laughs> Velvet has her ribs taped up. She's playing up that uh, she's really sore from the attack by Lady Tappa last week. Mm-hmm. So the match goes back and forth, right? And at one point, Saban calls Velvet over to go over some strategies. Like, come here, come here, come here. Brooke takes this opportunity to roll up Velvet for the pin. Winner, Brooke, via pinball. And now, this is nothing. Chris Saban didn't do anything really wrong here. But it's just one more thing to make him get into that heel tactic. So mm-hmm. it was good. Just well, that ass. That ass. That's a, that's what that match is going to be called. I love to kick them. I love to shove them. Love to stick them. Shove them and stick them. Chris Brown. They show us a video of Ethan getting out of his car. Ethan, right? Yep. Now, hold on. This is what bothered me. Okay. They show the video of Ethan getting out of his car. The same video they showed us last week of him getting out of his car. Exact same. The whole same exact same video, right? But they wrote on there earlier tonight. Because they forgot. Were they in Tulsa last week? No, because this one said Impact Live on it, I which know. is what they always do the first. Yeah, they forgot. It was uh, it was an oversight. It was a. Eh, you really it. think they forgot? Yes. 
It was a, nah, fuck it. Just air it. Earlier tonight? Yeah. They don't know how to edit that off. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're not working off. Yeah. Well, but what they do is they actually show us Ethan's face this time. Mm-hmm. And it's, this time we don't have to, we're not spoiling it for anybody. It's Derek Bateman from okay. WWE. Yeah. And NXT fame. Uh, they tell us his name is Ethan Carter the Third or E G three. E C three. E C three, right. Yeah. Sorry. Missed a typo. <laughs> like T and A. Yeah, hell. at least we corrected it. Hell I can do that. Bad influence versus Sting and Magnus. Match we got here, right? If Sting or Magnus lose, they're not allowed to compete at at Bound for Glory. Because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Bad influence took the early lead due to some miscommunications between Sting and Magnus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously attempting to set up some animosity here, right? At one point, they've been beating Magnus really bad, right? He gets this hot tag. Sting comes in, lays everyone out. Then he tags Magnus back. Magnus gets up and hits a sweet-looking top elbow drop you know, from the top rope. Magnus doesn't go for the pin. To Sting's dismay, he's like, what are you doing? Pin him! Right. He gets up and goes for a submission instead. This allows Daniels to come back in and make the save. Sting then tags himself back in. You know, like Magnus gets knocked over and he tags him in. Like himself, you know what I mean? Just hits mm-hmm. his back. Mm-hmm. Then he jumps in, does the Stinger splash and the Scorpion death drop. Pins Kaz for the win. Winners, Sting and Magnus, they're going to have their match. Yay! Everything's yeah. great, right? Yes. Everything's wonderful. Everything's awesome. Except Magnus is a little pissed off. Heel. Why'd you tag yourself in? Heel. You didn't let me. You didn't give me the opportunity to close this match off. So I'm not good enough. See, you don't think you you proved it. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Dixie's in the back. She's stopping AJ Styles, who's on his way to the ring. She tells him uh, he doesn't have to do this match tonight, AJ. As a matter of fact, you don't have to do the match about for glory either. She hands him a check. She says, look, AJ, you've never held that much money in your life. And you should think about all that you could buy with that, especially in Gainesville, Georgia, of all places. <laughs> right? She says, really you could, good. Yeah, you could, take, <laughs> she's, you could take all that money and just call it a career. You could buy a line of trailers. You could start a charity for all the little redneck kids out there. I mean, just laying it on thick, right? Yep. She says, it's a lot of money. And he says, it is a lot of money. You could buy a lot with that, but you can't buy me with it. He rips up the check and walks off. And he throw, you know, rips it up, throws it off, and she's like, I didn't sign that check anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I like great. the little, you yeah. know, well, I fired you anyhow, yeah, or I didn't exactly. sign it anyhow. Yeah. yeah, always at the end, like yeah. in the last word, is great, yeah. So, I'm I'm loving Dixie Carter right now. She is very Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, she has an annoying-ass voice. She kind of just, you want to punch her. Yeah. You can't. You will. Well, a guy you can't. can't. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> uh, she's great. Yeah, she's doing awesome. Yeah. So now we get Nux and Bish versus AJ Styles. Is Bish his real name? That's what it says on his thing. God, on his cousin, that's what they call him. They're like, Bish. Yeah. That's so that's why I call him that, because that's what they say to him. Because he's a bitch. bitch. He is a, yeah. There's a song, though, that you bish. Yeah. Oh, is there really? Yeah, it's a rap song. I a hippity hop. Hippity hop hop. Yeah, I listen hip, to that hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> Bully Ray comes out and he told Tanae, your night's over. Basically tells him to kick rocks in so many words. Get out of here, right? Tanae leaves. Now Bully sits down to do commentary with Taz. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Old NWO type you yeah, know, gimmick. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. AJ actually controlled most of this match, which I thought would have been the other way around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a few times the numbers would get to him, but he would eventually uh, get the better of it, and he rolls up Bish for a victory. 
everybody's rolling up lately. Really- is it always that way, or is it just now that I just notice it? Well, I mean, if you think of one of the greatest matches of all time, uh, Steamboat versus Savage, WrestleMania three, that ends in a roll-up. Yeah, that's true. Steamboat beats Ric Flair in Chicago with a roll-up. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it's it's one of those that for when you want an unexpected ending. Yeah. You know, it's great. You know what I mean? It's 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 nobody's really getting the better of somebody, but they just did a quick ah, which yep. bothered me. So I can knock you the hell out. I can put on my finisher. I can brainbuster you. Mm-hmm. But you still kick out at two? But you're not strong enough to kick out of a roll-up? Nope. Because it just happened. Oh, my God. So I can cuss to you. Right. But you can kick out. Yep. Anyway, AJ Styles wins via pinfall. After the bell, Nux and Bish start putting the boots to him. And this one, Bully Ray comes in. He makes them stop. Stop. I'm going to do it. He starts whipping AJ with the chain, right? And the heat's insane. Crowd is booing him. This yeah. crowd was great all night. I mean, Very just good. leaning into him. I mean, I, it was like almost shaking the, the arena loud. AJ gets up to try to fight back, and Bully Ray sends him flying out onto the ramp. And we end with Bully Ray literally hovering over him, like right in his face, Just telling yelling. him, I'm going to take you out. No, you're going to be over. You're a bitch. going to be over. You're a bitch. Not yeah. a bish. No. You're a bitch. And that's TNA. You know, uh, better than usual from yeah. them. Definitely Dixie Carter was good. Ego's always Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and that was about it. Yeah. And that ass. In that ass. Well, you know what we're going to do next? We're going to come back with Martin Thomas. Yeah. Professional wrestling referee for over a decade. He's going to yes. give us some insights into the world of refereedom. Is that a word? It is now. Yeah, all right. He's going to give some insights into the world of refereedom for all the Spanish announced tableians. So how do you like that, bish? I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. Yes, it. you will. Very insightful, though. Honestly, like, really listen to this because what he tells you is some really good stuff. Yeah. We do two segments with Martin Thomas. And then we get into Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's. It's <laughs> another word that I just made up. Ziggler's. I don't know if he'll like that. No, he won't. He's going to zigzag me right. into there. But we are going to hear what Dolph... Uh, uh, thinks about how he'd set up a storyline with you. So I know. Yeah. And even Martin. And I like yes. both of them. Yeah. So stick around for two great, great interviews coming up for hour two, the Spanish announce table on where? The Trinity Topics Network.com. Yeah. What's up? It is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about Kayfabe Sports Radio, the home of the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks. On the Ohio Indie Report, I break down what's going on in the Cleveland scene of independent wrestling, from AIW to Prime Wrestling, and some of the little organizations in between that I can attend. And if you also like NFL football, be sure to check out NFL Easy Picks hosted by myself and my good friend Joe Bennett as we break down and talk about what is going on in football and we make our picks on the coming week's games. And all this can be found at www.kfabesports.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching Kfabe Sports Radio. And while you're at kfabesports.com, be sure to check out the links for Kfabe Sports Radio, Ohio Indie Report, and NFL Easy Picks on Facebook and Twitter. So for now, be sure to check out the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks on Kfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. Slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my God. 
news, and rumors. The Spanish Announce Table. Spanish announce table, our dose. Our two. Our dose. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Dose two, I don't speak Spanish either. So we're just going to go with two. Feels odd. Yeah, we'll go with two. Oh, gosh, we went through hour one lightning fast because, as we promised, we have some interviews to get to. Yeah, switching it up, you know. It's always good to get, like, the review and our insight, I feel, on the shows, but then it's good to break it up and get some other people involved, get some interviews, get some insights from other people than well, yeah, Captain you know, Awesome, T-Mac. Yeah, these, you know, the people listen to it. They talk wrestling already anyway. They don't right. just hear us yeah. talking wrestling. So what we have now... Professional wrestling referee of uh, a decade or more, mm-hmm. Martin Thomas. Martin, welcome to the Spanish Announce Table. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you yeah. having me. You know, this is good because this is a good friend of mine over on the MMA side. Yes. And I always tell people about MMA. It's like the transition bet- from MMA usually starts at pro wrestling. You know, it's either you are a wrestler, like a legit wrestler, you know, amateur background, and then you got into the sport, or you have some type of martial arts background, but if you're a fan... Typically, nine times out of ten, it's you are a pro wrestling first, then, you know, now we're in the PG era, a lot of people get turned off by that, they go to MMA where there's knockouts, head kicks, all of that stuff, and then we get involved in that. Martin Thomas comes from us, comes to us from that world, so it's always good to get the MMA guys over here to our pro wrestling side and talk yeah. some pro wrestling. So yeah. Let, let's be clear, I do not fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Neither do I. It's it's just fun to watch. But anyhow, um, Martin, we're gonna start off basically with, you know, as Captain Awesome mentioned, you've been a ref for over a decade. How does one get involved in the ref side of pro wrestling? You know, I would encourage everybody to do it better than what I did because I was 33 years old when I got started. Okay. Recovering from an ankle surgery. I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, and I realized I had to do something to get into better shape. Mm -hmm. So I saw a little flyer in the newspaper about uh, Central States Wrestling, and I made some calls and started to bug everybody I could about letting me come up and train the referee. And eventually they gave in, and I did. <laughs> now, was referee the original aspiration, or were you wanting to be a pro wrestler? You know, as a kid, you always hear that, you know, I want I want to be the next Hulk Hogan. You typically don't want to hear, I want to be the next Earl Hebner. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Speak for yourself. Well, yeah, true, true. Yeah. So was referee the original aspiration, or was it uh, being a wrestler? Well, my main goal was to be a referee. Mm-hmm. It was in the back of my head of I'm good at it. You know, learn train. Maybe I could be a, re- a wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. And I learned really early that it's painful and I don't <laughs> like pain. And so right. refereeing was the way I went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so so Central States wrestling. I mean, that's a well storied, right? You yeah. know, traditional thing. So what? 
who who'd you come across in there? Like who? How did you? Would you just walk in and grab some guy? Like hey man, let me. I mean how did this? Can can we elaborate a little bit on yeah, that? Yeah, the the article was covering a Psycho Sandman. He mm-hmm. used to be the head trainer for Central States Wrestling. Okay. I happened to find his phone number. I honestly don't remember how, but at the time he was injured and was telling me that Michael Strider's doing the head training. He lives in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gave me his phone number and uh, two weeks of pestering. Justin Appleberry, I know he came out last week, Justin Appleberry, he finally agreed to take me up to St. Joe with him and Mark Sterling to give it a shot. And uh, on the way up there, funny thing with Mr. Appleberry, his driving sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, literally, we almost got ran over by a semi on the way up there, which, you know, I'm thinking this is, what what have I gotten myself into? This is day one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And. We get up there, and it's, of course, set up in a, an old mechanic shop. So it's just a garage, low ceiling. And, again, I'm wondering what the hell did I get myself into here. These guys are going to kill me. And uh, I, I wish I could remember everybody's names. Oh, that's, of course. You know, yeah. That's back in the, the old days of everybody was already established. Here's me, the new guy, coming in. And some of the other trainees, Sterling was just starting. And, you know, Appleberry was already made his name. Mm-hmm. And everyone was counting on him for training. And uh, literally for an hour, they put me through the paces, running the ring, running the ropes, learning to take a bump. And it was it was just hell because, of course, smoking and recovering from an ankle <laughs> yeah, surgery. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't going to tell anybody that. You got to man up of and course, take it. Yeah. You know? right, yeah. So I can do this. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then came the initiation afterwards. Oh, okay. There were 16 wrestlers there, including Derek Stone. Okay. And the first thing they do is they're going to ch- everyone's going to chop you to the chest. Oh. Now, I'm not a small person. You know, I've always had the wide shoulders and big chest. Right. So they're, they're lighting me up. And I'm like, well, this really isn't that bad. Okay. And then came Michael Strider. <laughs> and he left a handprint in the middle of my chest. Oh, that we still see today. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was so I never proud washed of my chest too. again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was yeah. proud of that. I went to work the next day. I couldn't move. But I'm, you know, look at this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. But the worst was Derek Stone, mm. who laughed because you know I'm sitting there being the manly person and taking yeah, all yeah. this, and Derek did the older hand chop to the chest that almost took me to my knees, and Ooh. everyone's kind of laughing, and I'm like, okay, are we done with that? Almost. <laughs> so then everyone locks you up into a different submission hold oh. just to kind of let you know how it feels, right. you know. And yeah. I'm sitting there and Showtime, Darian Sanders. Six foot four, fantastic wrestler at the time, but he jumps up on the top rope and tells me to lay still. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, this is not going to yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. And out of the sheer luck, the top rope broke, and he <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get hurt, but he had to jump down, <laughs> yeah. and that was the end of my initiation. <laughs> Whew! Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. God for that one. Oh man. <laughs> so before we go any farther, kind of tell us, were you a wrestling fan growing up? Were, were you oh. watching wrestling, you know, day yeah. in day out, kind of how the rest of the hardcore fans are? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Harley Race, Bulldog, Bob Brown, Bob Goggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was eight years old at West Junior High in Lawrence, Kansas. Central States came in there and uh, you know i was a bulldog bob brown fan i had the crew cut and you know a dorky little eight-year-old kid <laughs> and my fondest memory is you know bulldog bob brown i don't remember if he wins or loses but he's storming to the back and i step in front of him because i wanted to meet him and he actually stopped and smiled at me for a minute and then get the hell out of the way kid right off he went i don't think i ever washed that shirt my mother yeah. was nuts over that shirt i, I kept it 
Like Bulldog, touch me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he touched me. So how cool was it then, you know, growing up a Central States wrestling fan, and then, like you said, your initiation with the Central States wrestling guys like now you're in it i mean what tell us a little bit about that was it surreal that you know now you're here after watching it when you're eight years old stuff like that oh yeah to to just be in the central states ring you know in the central states name yeah and the first couple of shows i mean honest god i was terrible the first couple of shows (laughs) you're scared to death you're trying to remember everything you're supposed to do and, Afraid you know, to make a mistake. Yeah. Don't, don't know what to do if you up, do. Don't yeah. want to piss off the big guys because, you know, yeah. you hear the stories what happens if you make a mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was always lucky and I never made any major mistakes when I started out. But just, just the fact that, you know, I'm at a Central States wrestling show and I'm I'm working it, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was just the biggest thrill of my life. So who trains the referees i mean are the referees being trained at the same time the wrestlers are as far as the psychology of it is it you know okay we're going to do this match here or here and then you as the ref now you're also involved in this meeting or is it the wrestlers kind of do their thing and then when you're out there you're just there for time management stuff like that how, how does that work backstage you know going through a match in the beginning of it, we would always, of course, I would be involved in the whole thing of the guys working the match out. I'm listening, making sure I get the finish, what the time's going to be. And uh, as I got better, we stopped telling me what the finish is going to be because mm. they wanted a more realistic count. Right. Okay. You know, because there's nothing worse than a referee that stops bringing his hand down because mm-hmm. he knows finish. it's a fi- yeah. yeah. It's uh, I, I, I've noticed a couple times where that. Third one is a little bit slower. They're like, yeah. one, two, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, hey. Yeah, yeah man, that, that was drilled in my head. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I have learned to fall on my face on the third count just to stop my hand from <laughs> slapping. Right. You know, I'll smash my yeah, own face yeah. down just to make it more I dramatic. I think I saw it on one of these week's shows. Uh, the ref hit the third. And then he was like, no, no. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, no, that was yeah, wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did that to... <laughs> <laughs> Matt Seidel and Delirious oh, on an NWA cruiserweight title match that Central States had. Okay. I counted the three count when Matt Seidel was being pinned. Oh. And I'm laying there next to him. Guys, I just screwed up. Yeah. Goes, yeah, just jump up and say no. Yeah, I just wave out. it off. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I jumped up. Waved it off. And that and, seems yeah. believable to me, always believable, because it's the ref. He's making the decision. Like, yeah. no, he kicked yeah. out before it hit. Yeah, and that yeah. seems, you know, you can't stop your hand sometimes. Right. Yeah. But the hesitation, on the, I don't have the video anymore, but I could always watch that and remind myself of pay attention to what you're doing. You right. Know, three minutes into the match, you're not going to count a pin. Right, yeah. That was very, that was my mistake and the embarrassment. Well, unless you know. you're in WWE these days. You yeah. Know, yeah. And, and maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, does a ref, does a ref, do they practice like did you ever practice your three count you know one thing that i always used to do you know backyard wrestling you know two friends would go and i would be the ref you know for example and i would always practice that you know one two you know what i mean does yeah, a yeah, ref yeah. when they're really a ref yeah. do you practice your do you, three count do you I practice mean, the slide in yeah, yeah. Like do you practice do the cadence and stuff in, like that in the beginning you do because yeah. you're nervous and of course you don't want to just slap with your hand because your hand's going to get really sore if mm. you're the only referee right so you want to smack your forearm and hand down on the mat and yeah sure See, enough I know my, that. Yeah. yeah my first show in you know my hands swollen and sore because <laughs> yeah. i've been smashing my hand and somebody made fun of me in the back because i wasn't smashing my forearm down for it so yeah you do practice it and then after a while it got to the point that you know i don't need to practice my three count 
but it started to occur to me I can't take a regular bump like the wrestlers do because mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be trained to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. So I started to train to twist myself up when I was would have to take a bump. Gotcha. And no one in years has seen me take a back bump. I don't know if I still can because it's <laughs> yeah. instinctive. Right. Yeah. You know, to twist up, throw my feet up in the air, something to make it look different. Well, that's what I was going to ask that, too. Do they train you on a different, is there a ref bump? Like, do they have a ref bump class versus, you know, like your standard bumps? Because, I mean, the ref bump is a a part of it. You know, we'll say, oh, he took a ref bump in here. So I didn't know if they're trained to bump differently or. If they're really good, you learn to take a safe, normal bump. And then it's up to you to start to figure out how you can do it to where it looks like you're not. Right. And you'll still see the big-time referees take just a regular back bump. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is just taking the easy way out. Right, yeah. You, know, you shouldn't know You're how obviously to, yeah. trained how to bump. You're supposed to be just a referee. Yeah. Referees are supposed to be pussies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been so many matches where, you know, beer has been spat in the face of the ref, and all of a sudden he's out of commission for yeah, five yeah. minutes yeah. as if water or any type of substance now you're blind, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, an elbow caught me in the side of the arm, and I'm knocked out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as being a ref, was there any guys that you would watch? You know, like I mentioned earlier, Earl Hebner, you know, those type of guys. Did you watch them to kind of get their mannerisms or any type of characteristics? Did you, you know, steal any type of refereeing from anyone else? I stole Earl Hebner's ref voice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I wanted to be gruff and sound hard, and my wife still mocks me when I get, you know, chastising my kids these days (laughs) that that's your ref voice. They know you're not serious. (laughs) Well, if you tell them, yeah, well, if you tell them, now it doesn't work at all on the kids if you say it's my ref voice, you know, so. (laughs) So how long was training? Like, how long before you started your first match that they put you out there in front of a crowd like, i i trained for a month driving up to st joe twice a week with appleberry and sterling okay so we did yeah. that for a month uh, there was a very good oh god i think his name was sparky i apologize for not remembering his name sure he had uh, cerebral palsy oh so you know he he would go around the ring but he worked with me more than anybody else did to get it down uh i doubt if dan will ever hear this there was a prick referee named dan that was the main referee <laughs> right you know and oh he he's was, our favorite listener yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> hi dan <laughs> but he he just he would always take the the main matches you know yeah, you guys okay. are ready yada, da, so it was always my goal of i'm going to be better than him yeah and it didn't take me long to get to that point. yeah yeah well i mean he sounds like a douche yeah well, you know, yeah you know, unfortunately <laughs> yeah. he was but hey he earned it well but you know, yeah i'm, I'm I mean, sure I, I haven't refereed in years, but, you know, when, when I was in my heyday, yeah, I had a bit of an ego. You well, know? sure. I mean, and that's kind of, I mean, you're in an alpha male business. You're going to yeah. get some of that for sure, yeah. yeah. Well, another question I had for you is, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand the role of the referee. So could you kind of tell, you know, for the wrestling fan who just watches the wrestling because it's John Cena versus Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean? Tell us the role that the ref plays in a match like that. I mean, what is he doing, you know, as soon as the guys are out? What's their responsibility? The referee shouldn't be seen through the match. Right. You're dist- I've, I've heard that before. Yeah, from somebody, you're distracting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you, you rotate around the ring. You make sure you're not in the way of any of the action going on. You make sure your butt's not in the hard camera, you know, or the rotating cameras. So it's all those little things that you're doing that you're just kind of killing time till it's time for you to actually do something yeah whether it's to give a five count warn them to get them out of the corner you know that's that's part of the main goal is if the guys are talking through the match i got to cover that up yeah 
you know, because the fans don't want to hear it when right. two guys in the corner and they're talking about what they want to do next. <laughs> By God, I'm over there counting loud enough that the guy in the front row can't hear it. You don't want to hear John Cena yell bulldog like I right. hear every time he <laughs> yeah, <wrestles>. yeah. <laughs> uh, So, uh, gosh, I kind of lost my train of thought here. Do you got a? Uh, well, what I was gonna say, what what are you are you do you call the finish? I always heard as far as a referee that you know if the crowd's not into it. Let's let's just say it's Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose. I'm just making that up. No. And the, and just the crowd's not into it. They just don't care. Are you the one that says, okay, guys, we gotta we gotta end this because you know you had 12 minutes. You're seven minutes in. This crowd's you know about to go get another beer or coke. It's time to go home. Is is that your call or is it always on the refs or no. always on the wrestlers? No, it it can fall on the referee. But I tell you what, if you're not a respectful referee to the wrestlers, they're not going to listen mm-hmm. to you. You know, there. You know, I wouldn't certainly would never tell Kurt Angle or somebody like that. Hey, come on, let's yeah, let's do wrap this. it up. Yeah, yeah, Kurt. Yeah, but there's <laughs> been multiple times where we've had matches. The crowds weren't into it, and I'd say, you know, guys, let's give me something big. Mm-hmm. And if that still didn't do it, then it came down to okay, guys, I think we need to go home. Yeah. You know, and nine times out of ten, the wrestlers will go ahead and do it. And you know, like I say, my. At one point, I was well enough known that if they didn't go home, I counted you down anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So before you go in, so the promoter or creative team, are they telling like they're telling you? I'm assuming time, time yeah. frame that we got to get this done in. Yeah. And what what like you said? Sometimes they won't tell you the finish. I mean, is there other key points that you know? Like, what are they telling you? Like, you've got to hit this and this. Do you know certain big spots that are coming? Or Oh, yeah. If, if okay. they're going to go outside the ring and need more than the 10 count, you okay. better let me know because I'm going to keep counting 10 and assuming it's a count out. Right. Gotcha. You know, so let me know so that I know to do something to give you more time. Okay. You know, if I hit eight and they're still brawling outside, I like to stick my head between the ropes and say, get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't win out there. Yeah. You have to have something to say because it's real easy to run out of things to say yeah yeah you know, especially if the, you're being distracted during a match you know the manager's up on the ring apron and you're trying to kill a minute and a half yeah it's hard to have things to argue yeah, about <laughs> that would always seem like the hardest thing the, yeah. the whole ref's back is turned how many times like yeah can you say get off the apron yeah, yeah. is there is that something you had to study or think of or plan? Like, okay, yeah. here's like, do you have a standard list of things you go through, or how does that? You just kind of make it up on the fly. <laughs> that was something Steve Ward was very good at when he owned Central States, and he was also at one point managing Strider. Yeah, is that you know he would get up on the ring apron and. I'd run out of things to say, so Steve <laughs> yeah. would start saying something to me to give me a, a lead to go with. Gotcha. You know, so, I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it's terrible when the referee turns around at the wrong time. Right, yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah. And I, I've done it, and uh, the wrestler, it was Mark Sterling, actually, was distracting me, and I turned around too soon. And I see, you know, here's the big bad guy cheating. I'm yeah. Like, oh, crap. And Sterling was smart enough to reach over and smack me in my ear so I could turn back around and have a reason to yell at him. Gotcha. Again. Yeah. That you know? makes sense. Yeah. You can never underestimate a good manager. Yeah. You know, that seems yeah. to me like a, like you proved to be a useful tool for everybody involved, yeah. even not just his guy. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, as the ref – Tell us some funny stories or interesting stories. What's what's some crazy things maybe that you heard between the refs or between the wrestlers? Because we've always heard of you know I had this guy in a headlock and you know I, I was eating garlic or something and I blew it in his face and he was oh you know is there any funny <laughs> yeah. things like that that John, you, you making pictures of your wife? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, has yeah, there yeah. has there been anything that made you crack up because the two wrestlers or you know have been talking crap or doing whatever yeah uh, superstar steve fender is a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and I, ref- I call him dick 
<laughs> yeah, because he because he was one or well, just... <laughs> I make a long story short the first time i went to harley race camp where i had noah and wwe there yeah i went through and steve told me i had to do all the calisthenics that the wrestlers did i'm like oh crap wow so for an hour i wasn't going to be the first one to drop out right i did everything they were supposed to do and luckily i wasn't the first one to drop out as maybe the fourth or fifth one mm-hmm. But, you know, all this is done, and after an hour, I'm exhausted, and yet we still have a match coming up. And Harley Race comes up with Fender and laughing at me. He goes, you didn't have to do this, Martin. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Steve has been <laughs> dick to me ever that's since. Right, yeah. Yeah. But it was always his goal to make me laugh during a match. Because yeah. I've always been known as the serious referee. Right. You know, I don't smile. I don't laugh. I'm there, you know playing the role for real that yeah, i'm there yeah. to do a job and steve would just say some stuff that i was it, you know i don't want to repeat it on the air so right. it's inappropriate <laughs> my wife may hear this right yeah but it's it's just hard when the guy's trying to make you laugh and you don't want to laugh yeah sure. and there's been several times he did crack me up wade chisholm was another one you know just just these little comments you're not expecting and all of a sudden your flies unzipped right Martin, your flies unzipped <laughs> right, funny. and so now you have to like yeah. be in the match and okay. checking what your pants. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So what's the biggest match you ever riffed? Like what? What do you consider like? Man, this was it. This was the. <laughs> I got a call from Harley Race at one o'clock in the afternoon telling me that TNA needed a referee in Springfield, Missouri. Really? Can you get there? Okay. You betcha, Harley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ran up to my boss said, "Look, I just got called up. I'm going." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get down there, and lo and behold, I am the only referee that night. All the other referees got trapped down in Texas by the flooding and the storms back then. So I did 12 matches. Wow. And, you know, they they had everybody there from Booker T to the Dudley Boys and all this. And the main event was Kurt Angle and Christian for the world title. What year was this? Oh, God, I don't remember. Well, let's see. Christian was there. This had to be more two. 2004 five time frame, yeah I that think. sounds yeah. about right yeah had the six, job from even. hell at the time how many now how many so if they had 12 matches how many referees would normally split that up usually two to three okay you know and some of them were tag matches which are much yeah, easier yeah. i get to rest during the okay tag matches. right there's more guys there so yes. you know i get to catch my breath more fill spots yeah and that kind of thing but i for tna you know i'm going nuts here because uh-huh. this yeah. is my big shot tna yeah right. yeah and we're at intermission, and Kurt Angle and Christian come up to me, and they're explaining what they want to do. You know, there's going to be a lot of near falls. We really need you to count these. So can you move a little quicker? I said, you betcha. Yeah. Well, can you also be a little louder? Like, okay, I've been yelling for two hours. But yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll be a little quicker. You know, they're... Yeah, what are you going to say? No. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt <laughs> Angle. Yeah, no. no. So <laughs> I broke the golden rule, and I worked within six feet of these guys. Oh, okay. So that I could quickly get right. down and yeah, count. Yeah. And I still missed a couple. Really? But, you know, they were just that fast. Yeah. It was a great match. It's finally over. I'm freaking exhausted. I, I've stopped sweating. You know, wow. like, like yeah, I'm yeah. stepping in post holes. And I get to the back, and I'm thanking them, you know, thank you for letting me work your match out of Don Christian. Or uh, Kurt Angle looks at me and goes, you know, you're pretty good, but you're slow. 
And all I could go was, you know, the hell with you. I just worked <laughs> two and a half hours. Yeah. And you're <laughs> drunk, so what do you want from me? Yeah, no. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to touch on before we probably have to get to break soon sure. is I listened to uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, and he had Tim White on there. Yeah. And, uh, he was, and Tim White was talking about, you know, all these wrestlers complain about their injuries during their matches and stuff. He's like, I've been a ref for, you know, going on 20 years. I've had seven surgeries. So as a ref, you know, how, how beat up have you been being the ref? You know, tell us a little bit about that. I, I've had three times when I thought I was seriously injured. Okay. Uh, two of them by Michael Strider. Thank you, Mr. Appleberry. Yeah, I'm starting to see a theme uh, here. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah. He's almost killed you like seven times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of them was in, in Lenexa. And he, he just won the match, and Steve Ward's his manager, and he's swinging around this Singapore cane. Mm. I didn't pay any attention, and Steve just kind of clipped me on the head. You're saying, man. Yeah, and <laughs> it took me a second to register that, you know, it hit me a lot hard enough it made a noise. So I took this really lame bump. Mm. I'm like, yeah. I need to fall down. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, look like an idiot. And Strider walks over to him. He says, that sucked. Roll over. <laughs> I rolled over onto my stomach, and he took that Singapore cane and hit me from my shoulder down to my hip, oh. left a welt, and I pissed blood for three days. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Like, holy crap. Yeah. That just hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, so one, don't ever take a stupid bump. Right. The second time was uh, I took a chair shot when he was wrestling Colt Cabana, and we knew it was coming. And, of course, you know, breaking the little kayfabe here, I had my little gig in my hand, you know, because they wanted me to bleed as a referee. Okay. So here comes this chair shot, and it was a horribly hard chair shot. I mean, I don't remember anything after the chair shot other than waking up laying down, and I'm looking around. I still got the gig in my hand. Oh. I'm like, okay. So I reached up, and I gave myself a little cut, and they said to wait for the first time I ever did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said to wait till you see a couple of drops of blood on the mat. Right. Well, there's no blood. I'm like, crap, I'm holding it the right way. I did it again. Still no blood. I'm like, okay, one more time. I've got two I've been down too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more time, still no blood. I'm like, crap. Well, I got to get up. I've been down too long. Yeah. So I stood up and the blood just went, because I had my head down at an angle. It was running over my arm uh, instead of dripping. Oh, up. instead of dripping uh, down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm a bloody mess. You're playing and, like Austin in that Bret yeah, Hart match. It, it was yeah. spectacular. You know, for my very first time, I'm wanting someone to take my picture, but we're still going. Yeah. yeah. And there's oh. an old lady screaming, call an ambulance, call the cops. So, you know, I'm bleeding yeah, really yeah. good. Ooh. And we're finally done. We go in the back, and there's Strider waiting for me going, hold on, we got to kill another minute. We're taping for TV at the time. Yeah. He takes me by the head, leads me back outside, and throws me on the ground. <laughs> Spider's a great guy. Yeah, his manager, I wish I could remember his name, a big fat guy, puts an ironing board on my chest and then stands on the ironing board. Oh. So just having you know, a great night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. That awesome. Yeah, that was oh. terrible. But the u- most humorous one was when Abyss came into Central States, and we're needing to do a ref bump. You know, I get big splash in the corner. He goes, "Don't worry, I'll pull it." I said, "You know, I, I'm fully trained. Go right ahead." Yeah, bring yeah, it. yeah dumbest words I ever put out of my mouth. That he's career, a big boy. Yeah. yeah, he was like a 6'8". What is he? He's yeah. like 6'10". I mean, yeah. He's a huge Here dude. Here he comes running across the ring, and he smashes into me. I felt my back pop all the way oh. down. 
and it's a fantastic shot on the camera when we were we were just doing DVDs at the time. Right. But I'm down, my legs are folded up behind me, oh. tears rolling out of my eyes, and I look directly in the camera, you know, and it's obvious that I'm in pain. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, oh, you acted so well. I was like, man, that wasn't acting. <laughs> yeah, it I didn't hurt. act. Oh. That was stupid. <laughs> That's great. That is great. I say that's great. That was yeah, terrible. I mean, that's great now. That's great now. I would. I feel horrible for you at the time, but now it's a good story. That's, I'm oh, glad man. you're able to laugh about that kind of stuff. Oh, now, you, too. You, you have to laugh at it because I did it to myself. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. No abyss. Yeah, you know, just give it to me all the way. Yeah. 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 Nope. Just hit me harder than you've ever hurt me. <laughs> right. I want to make this real. <laughs> Still real to me. Damn it. Right. <laughs> we do probably got to take a break. We ran long on this one, but we're gonna come back. With Martin Thomas, professional wrestling referee to the stars. Yes. Even. <laughs> and we're going to come back with our standard Cinco Preguntas. Yeah, You're going to learn some Spanish. I, as I, soon as I learn it. Yeah, as soon as you learn it, then I'll learn, learn a word. But we'll come back on the Trending Topics Network Spanish announce table. When you get to work, turn on the fan. John Feinstein, weekdays 8 to 11, on your new home for sports, FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. God, I love this theme, man. You know what makes this difficult, I always thought, for Triple H to be a heel? Is so many people like Motorhead. Yeah. That he, they're like, hell yeah, well, yeah. Well, you've been conditioned. Right. Triple H, and for a long time he had been a face. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, just, and it's just a cool-ass song. Right. And you're like, I yeah! Remember, <laughs> I remember, I think it was WrestleMania 22 or 21. I can't, now nah, I'm horrible with numbers. Yeah. But the... Uh, the WrestleMania that Batista and Triple H wrestled, and Motorhead performed yes. for Triple H. And I'm like, you're supposed to boo him. Right. But everyone's, you know, off But it's their... Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. What so are you going to do? <laughs> now we think this is amazing. You know, That was the only thing that I thought worked against him as far as being, like, 100% complete heel. Trick but question. Lemmy is God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great movie. Airheads. I don't yes. know if you've seen that. But Definitely. we're back with Martin Thomas, professional wrestler extraordinary, or professional wrestling referee extraordinary. <clears throat> And uh, Sorry. let's get right into it. You want to get into it? Yes. Well, you would want to get into it. Of course. I love her I'm voice. I love her voice. That's all I want to hear, really. Here we go. Cinco preguntas. Martin, you know whose voice that is? I'd kind of like to know. Right. Exactly. Uh, it was uh, Google Translate, the voice when you <laughs> click on that, like, how does... The first yeah. time we played that, I'm like, I'm like... Tim, who is this? Yeah. And he's like, uh, it's just Google Translate. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, son of a His bitch. eyes, he was like, hey, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, who did you get in here? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, so. Anyhow. T-Mac's in love with Google. Yeah, I'm in so, love with Google but now. beyond that. So we have, I think we explained this to you off air, but for uh, new listeners, right. we have, whenever we have a an interview, we love to get the person and ask them the same five questions. Hence the Cinco Preguntas. Yes. Five questions. T-Mac's a Spanish major. I will <laughs> eventually get this down. So we'll just kick it off. We'll go with the first one. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. That is a great original answer. I will give you, like, bonus points. Because, you know, as great as Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, uh, Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, all those guys are, you rarely hear an Arn Anderson who was 
an amazing Absolutely. technician. Absolutely. One of my favorites of all yeah. time. I always thought was way underrated and never yeah. got the, the respect he deserved. We always kept a little realism in the match. Yes. You know, it made sense to work a single arm or a single leg. Or yes. It how do you get better than that? Who cares if you can do a triple backflip off the top rope? You know, Arn's going to kick you in the leg till you can't yes. do it. Well, and for me, growing up, he was the first what seemed like real guy. Yeah. It's like, I see guys that look like him mm-hmm. walking around town here. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's not the superstar spotlight shine Six, on eight, yeah. Just some dude that's coming in here to kick your ass. And he legitimately, you believed it. I remember it. The, the thing I always think of with Arn Anderson is his spine buster. Yeah. He would get that spine buster. I mean, he'd get that leg out and throw you to the ground. And I always remember the way he held up his four fingers for the four horsemen, too. Yes. It was like such, like, it was almost in a yes. fist. Yeah. It was the closest thing to holding yeah. four fingers. He never, like, being, stuck him yeah. up, but it was relaxed. It was, yeah. It was just like. In five yeah. seconds. You're fucked. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, one second I can put this in a fist and put yes. it right in your mouth. Oh, yeah. man. Great answer. I love the brain busters, too, when they came over to the WWE mm-hmm. and they were brain busters. And even though they're heel, mm-hmm. I'm still a young kid and I'm like, I like the brain busters. I was doing the moves, you yeah. know what I mean? The spine buster. Right. The, oh, man, I love them. Great that answer. Awesome. Okay, so second uh, question Your favorite match of all time? That's kind of a hard one because there's been fantastic oh, matches. Yeah. I mean, there really has. You you can't go wrong when the Harley dropped the title to Ric Flair. Fantastic oh. match. Yeah, yeah. Anything Bruiser Brody and Abdullah the Butcher did. Of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God, the of things course. those two did. And of course, they're they're not well, taking bumps. Well, and Mick but, Foley even said he's he said I straight up stole. Yeah, he stole. I my stole whole everything from, from Bruiser Brody. Yeah, yeah. 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 A follow up question mm-hmm. on that one before we get to yours. Yeah. Uh, your favorite match you refed. You know, since you have worked with the Kurt Angles, and it seems like uh, Justin Appleberry, Michael Strider, you know, you get you guys worked a lot together. Is there a favorite match that you refed? Oh, oh, I tell you what, Sterling and Abyss had a great series. I believe it was three matches. You'd think I'd remember that since I own several <laughs> states, but right. it was. I don't remember it, but they had a great series of matches. I enjoyed every one of those. Uh, Loki and superstar Steve Fender was a fantastic match that I worked. I it, couldn't ask for a better match from from two guys. It was just fantastic from start to finish. I just heard this and we didn't put it in the news. Uh, Loki just had to retire. Really? Got injured in Japan and yeah. they didn't pay for what they told him they would pay for, like his uh-huh. his doctor bills, and he said he can't wrestle anymore. Wow. Right? That's unfortunate. Yeah. One other question. You mentioned kind of two different styles of matchups, and I wanted to ask you this in the last segment, but as a ref, which style do you prefer to ref? You know, do you prefer the Lucha Libre, you know, bouncing off the ropes, jumping off the everything, <laughs> or do you like it when it's the big six, eight guys, and they're not really doing a slow match, but, you know, they're working on arm or stuff like that. What do you prefer as a ref? I like the big guy versus the little guy. Okay. Mm, yeah. You know, uh, Payday Patterson, Michael Strider, five match series they had. Uh-huh. It was just fantastic. You know, uh, uh, Dingo and Mark Sterling had a fantastic match that was just that they matched up so well. Uh-huh. And this is before Sterling was was doing any of the uh, ultimate evil bad guy. He You're was right. still just being the you know typical a heel, physical yeah, yeah, yeah. fighter. I'm going to mm. beat the hell out of you. And Dingo, of course, fast as you could possibly be. Uh-huh. Uh, Dingo also had a fantastic match with Colt Cabana that I got to referee. That it was just a beautiful mashup of styles. Yeah. So if you just have two big guys beating up on each other, mm. it's going to get boring after. It a always a good story. I was listening to the X Pac interview on mm. the Stone Cold show, and yeah, he talked about how he liked to wrestle from underneath. 
Yeah. Constantly yeah. because, yeah. yeah, he said just told a better story. Absolutely, yeah. Well, all right, we'll go to our third pregunta. <clears throat> Whatever. Yeah. See. Biggest influence in your career? Harley Race. Harley Race? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, who, if yeah, you've you, met Harley Race, who could have been a bigger right. influence, right? <laughs> and you mentioned Excuse that, me. you know, you went over there to train with him. Talk a little bit more about Harley Race as far as how you said he was a big influence on you. What what particularly did he do that influenced you? One, he taught me how to be a promoter. Okay. I, I, I've got to give him that. Uh, like I say, ego at the time. We, Joe McDonald and I owned Central States at the time, and Harley went to Harrisonville, drew, Missouri, drew 300 people. We're like, we can do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. We went to Harrisonville, Missouri, and drew 25. People. 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 <laughs> Paying tickets. <laughs> the show that nobody saw. Right. Is what dudes. we ended up calling yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> You know, and it was right after that that I was trying to still get on with Harley to be able to work for him. And he called me up and said, you learn your lesson, boy? I said, yes, sir, I did. He was, okay, come on down next weekend. We'll put you in a match. I'm like, fantastic. Down I went. Didn't think twice about it. I could just only imagine you could sit there for hours and just listen to him tell stories. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, geez. Yes. I mean, what a, I mean, if just a historical is he in the WWE Hall of Fame yet? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he went in 04. <laughs> okay. I think it was 2004. Yeah. All right, so question 4. Uh this goes for as far as uh wrestling terminology. So your favorite wrestling term such as heel, babyface, things like that. Do you have a favorite wrestling term or even one that just stuck out to you <laughs> yeah, usually? I, I always um, laugh at the term gig. Gig. It's like yeah. where'd you come up with that? Right. You yeah. know, that, and that for makes those no who sense. don't and for those who don't know what that means, what does it mean? Uh, it's the little razor blade you make to, to help yourself get yeah. color blades. Right. So, yeah, why wouldn't they just say blade? It's yeah. just yeah. the same syllables. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I thought that was always something that we just used at Central States or any of the other little companies that I worked for. But, you know, TNA, they said gig, brought out their yeah. gig. Just like, well, okay, so everybody uses that. But <laughs> right. yeah. It just kind of makes me giggle when you think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, gig. That, what's, what can that do? Well, right. you know, it's going to make you bleed. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy to where some lady's screaming <laughs> for an ambulance. Yeah. 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 All right. The fifth one. This is the this is the most important one here. <clears throat> All right. So you're a professional wrestling referee, but now we've got you in here. This is more of a thought experiment. We're bringing you into the creative meeting. We're gonna book you in a feud, big time feud, with T Mac. What's the storyline? Oh, oh, I love God, this one because yes. it makes everyone think. Yeah, yeah like, that, hmm, that is a hard. How one. do I want to beat this guy? <laughs> <laughs> For what reason? So I, many reasons. Yes. What to choose from? <laughs> I I think just because I like to have a little sense of humor. Yeah. Would be to me to have a female manager and T Mac woos her away from me. Ah, that's not that's ever good. happening. Yeah. <laughs> she loves the eyebrows. Yeah. Okay, that's why. That's why I, I, I get her to my side. But must I like have that. a twelve-inch personality because I'm. <laughs> yeah. well, there, there's so much you could go with that story. Oh yeah. The other sexual biddies hung like a horse is why she right. changed with her or mm-hmm. performs Let's better. Let's go with that one. Know? Money, yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I like you the know. hung. Let's go with that one. All yeah, right. Because yeah. it's so, a really good-looking female manager. You know, not that I'm anything fantastic to look at. But, you know, going over to T-Mac, why? Yes. You know, and that gives me something to go, why? Yeah. You know? Well, so you you're know, the face in this situation. He's the heel taking your... Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. So you're going over. 
No, I'd put T-Mac over. Would you put T-Mac yeah. over? Yes. I'd, I'd put him over. Man. Yes, I like that. No. I do. <laughs> Martin, you've been the best storyline so far for us. I love it. Yeah. Anytime I need a pick-me-up, I'm going to think of this little storyline. Yes. Well, Martin would put well, me Martin. over and get me the girl. So, uh, yeah, that's know, true. Life doesn't suck that much. Yeah, well, let's let's bring you back down <laughs> to reality. I know. You're hosting a podcast. <laughs> right. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> oh, Martin, this has been Amazing! I love this, and and if you ever want to come back, by all means. I mean, I feel yeah, like we'll we could have, have done to get this you on because we could have yeah. gone for two hours and talked Jeez. about more pro wrestling. You know, we haven't even got about your thoughts about today's wrestling, so we'll definitely have you on again and get your thoughts on I, it more. I appreciate that. There's probably a lot of people I could piss off by talking. So. See? Uh-huh. Well, we like, yeah. As I Eric mean, Bischoff used to say, controversy creates cash. Yeah. So anytime you want to come in and spew <laughs> some of that, more you, cash to help you steal his girlfriend. They see exactly. I mean, <laughs> oh, well, is there any? I mean, I don't. Is there Twitters or anything you want people to to follow or anything like no, that? I don't or? I don't do Twitter. Don't do I'm just happy that. when the computer comes on. Yeah, so. there you go. Well, that's good. Well, we'll we'll, we'll come be back. back. We're gonna come back with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, we got Dolph Ziggler. Man, what's your thoughts on Dolph Ziggler before we go to break? Yeah. Is, are you a fan of his? I am, but he's underutilized. Oh, I don't think yeah. they use him nearly up to his potential. Very yeah. true. No, I yeah. might agree with I that. I think everyone feels that way. Well, especially. We've got Post, you know. We've got him waiting in the green room, right. so you can tell him that yeah, when, you, yeah. when you pass by, and you know when he's, you know, when he's you know, taking by. your sloppy seconds. But right. <laughs> we'll be back with Dolph Ziggler on the Spanish announce table, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. What's up, people? Mr. Old School, Alter Ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. All right, the Spanish announce table, T-Mac, Captain Awesome as usual, and we have a special in-studio guest. One of the best going today. And, Dolph and every day. Ziggler. And oh, every day. Dolph. Of, huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Dolph, you're in town uh, for SmackDown this evening at the Sprint Center. Are you excited? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I've, I've said this a few other interviews today, but it's it's. Uh, I got to talk to Harley Race yesterday for a few minutes. Yeah. He was awesome. uh, one of the first ever, the first ever live event I ever went to. Uh, growing up in Cleveland, we didn't have an arena. Even the Cavs had to go out to Richfield to play, and that's where <laughs> my dad took me out to the Richfield Coliseum, and it was uh, Hulk Hogan and Harley Race in the main event. So wow. I've seen him. Uh, we always see him in this area, but. It, Always get a chance to say hi to him for a minute. It was uh, pretty cool. Definitely one of the great. Yeah. Oh, I remember as a kid watching that. An icon in here. You know, in Kansas City, if you don't know Harley Race, you don't know pro wrestling. That's like the the mainstay for us in pro wrestling. So. Awesome. Well, we'll just get into our uh, standard. We got a a special segment. We're the Spanish announce table. So we have the standard five questions that we ask our guests. And so it's cinco preguntas. Of course. See what we did there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all, all going to be in Spanish? Yeah, no, yes. yeah, yeah. Spanish, you, you know Spanish, ahead. don't yeah, you? Yeah. Cinco preguntas. <laughs> all right. Former world heavyweight champion Dolph Ziggler. What's your favorite wrestler of all time? Favorite wrestler of all time? That's a, uh, that's a, that's a tricky one. There's two. 
Okay. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair are my two favorite of all time. Um, yeah, you, we five, won't make you choose between your favorite kids. Five years ago, kids. I would have said Flair. Right now, I'm going to go with Sean. So yeah. Gotcha. It, it changes every couple of years. I right. think I'd agree with you. Yeah, I mean, and that's such a toss-up. How do you pick? Yeah. You know, I mean, they're so It's chocolate awesome. or vanilla. What's your favorite flavor? Right. You know, how do you exactly. really... Yeah. Any kind of guy who's that kind of ring general, that no matter what position you're in, no matter who your opponent is, comes out having the best match, that's, that's what I strive for every night. Definitely. So yeah. those, those are two... Uh, Absolutely, it, top two. It always seems split too when we ask that question. It's yeah. Flair or it's Michaels. I yeah. mean, it's just it's totally just if you grew up watching the WCW or yeah, right. WWE, you know, it's and it always right seems like that's the transition too. It's like you know, like you said, five years ago, Flair, now right. Shawn Michaels. It's yeah. like that's the transition you go from. You start with Flair, <laughs> then you go to Heartbreak Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, second question: favorite match of all time? Oh uh, wow, um, watching. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, because I got to be there and I went out in the crowd and watched it, it was the – I'm not good with numbers. You guys all know better. Uh, the first Shawn Michaels-Undertaker match. Yep. Yes. It's because I worked for the WWE. Mm-hmm. I was actually sitting backstage and got to go out into the crowd and watch those guys, so two icons in the business, to go out there and even without their awesome story and 20-year buildup behind the scenes, like yeah. that was awesome. And to know the story and know what those guys are doing and what they're capable of – and uh, that first time they went, I was, that was uh, one of the most special things I've ever seen in person. Well, I'm going to add one more because you kind of mentioned, you know, watching or being in. So what was your f- favorite match being in? Um, I'd have to – I'd hate that I say this all the time, but uh, a couple rumbles ago, uh, right one of uh, Edge's last match, mm, one, of, one yes. of the last matches was me and him uh, at the Royal Rumble, maybe 25 or 30 minutes and for the World Heavyweight title and for the last 10 minutes of the match – the crowd, whether I was someone who lost every week right. or not, <laughs> right. thought on at least six or seven different occasions that I had won that match. It was uh, yeah. we, we had them on the edge of their seats for a full last ten minutes of the match. And uh, Edge was somebody who I, I traveled with and got to learn from, and to be out there going against them head to head and holding my own against some right. of that great. Yeah, uh, that that's what makes it that much that's special for me. An amazing opportunity. I mean, Edge, one of the greats, and it's a uh, shame. That he yeah, had to go, yeah, you know, man. at the height of his career. But that uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker match, I always tell the story that I was serving in Germany at the time. So I had to watch this later on a DVD. And I was with some friends. And, you know, when you want to do, you have a few drinks. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of later in the card. I'd had a few drinks. Uh-huh. That match sobered me up. I oh, mean, yeah. I was just, wow, right. what's going on here? But, okay, biggest influence. <laughs> you might have already even. Might have hit it already. Mm. Uh just because of a talk I had with him last week at TV, I'd have to go with Shawn Michaels as mm-hmm. uh, someone who, when he was, he was, uh, when I was in the Spirit Squad and first starting here, he was not full time, but around all the time and doing right. some live events and doing some TVs and things. So I, I got to constantly go, what would you do in this situation? Why am I not doing this? And I just, and he had been through uh, several similar situations that I had, you know, just trying to get ahead and trying to get to the top and. Um, and as literally last week's the first time I've seen him in a while. Sat him down. Well, I got to talk to him for an hour last week and wow. Wow. vent and get some things, you know, ask his advice, and uh, so I, I got to go with Sean. On so that how surreal is that? I mean, you grew up a big fan of a guy, and here he is giving mind, you a life advice. Mind-blowing. Not, not just that you can like see him in canning, hey, Sean, what's up? Right. Like, oh, handshake. You're like, yeah, we just do that because we work together. Like, this is mm-hmm. crazy. And then to be like just talking, and then an hour goes by, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Wow. That's, like that's, you, you get caught up in the conversation, and you're like, oh, I was just 
just talking venting to Shawn Michaels, Michaels right. for a while, and he was yeah. going back and forth like, "This is pretty cool," you know. Yeah, it, it's it's surreal when you when you look back. At I it. can only imagine. All right, so you here's know. the the fourth question. This one's Quattro. Cat- yes, this yes. one's a little bit weird. See, he's your learning favorite, Spanish. Your favorite wrestling term, as far as like babyface, heel, all that stuff. What's your favorite wrestling term? Yeah, this one makes him think. Yeah, this one always gets him. Yeah. Hmm. Is there anyone that you ever thought was? I mean, that's weird yeah, or that's funny. Just you don't even necessarily have to be favorite, but weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. I always wondered where kayfabe came from, mm. right. where it's like if this was some guy's name that uh-huh. people didn't talk yeah, in yeah. front of, yeah. and I Richard hope kayfabe I hope something. that's the deal. Yeah. Like, oh, here he comes, because uh. uh, everything else you can kind of understand. Like, heel. I Chevy Chase said it in Fletch, mm-hmm. and it means bad guy, and I get it. And like, uh, so I always wondered where the original. Kayfabe. You know, came from. I did a, a research on that one time, and, and and who knows the validity of this, but right. what I saw on the internet, again, mm-hmm. everything's true on the internet, everything's right? Everything's true on the internet. Um, I, they said that was born out of a, a carny aspect, oh, that these carnival guys would go around, and they would make these collect calls to let them know, their family know, that they made the next town, but they wouldn't accept the call, they would just say, K Fabian, you know, call from... Right. K. Fabian was the name that they used. Interesting. I could, I could totally see yeah. that. Again, yeah, that who knows if somebody just fit that in. Right. To fit, I mean, but, yeah. And that mean, makes sense. It's at least believable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, used to, I used to call to have my mom pick me up from high school, like after wrestling practice, and I would go, it's a collect call from, mom, hurry up, don't accept these charges, come get me. Like, <laughs> I'd say it real fast, and she'd get it. But right. it was, uh, I, I could totally see that. It's, yeah. That, that I, it's would... obviously from the carnival deal, right. and uh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. All right. So. All right. Here's our fifth question. This is. This is probably the most difficult question. Uh-oh. All right, we're we're it's more of a thought Favorite experiment. Diva? Yeah, thought no, no, experiment. No, a thought experiment here. We're in a creative meeting. We're about to book your next big feud, take you to the top. Your next big feud with T Mac. This mm-hmm. guy. What's the storyline? Um. See, because mm. when they look at me, they're like, you know, yeah. eyebrows, the story, weird yeah. voice. Oh, yeah. I had a really funny, mean thing that I could get Go me in ahead. trouble to say. No, I oh. can't. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to, how can I word this nicely? No. Um, let's see. What's the deal with you? Yep. <laughs> well, he's, got, he's got the unibrow. Uh, I got a yeah. mustache on my forehead, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. we got that. Unibrow. Who else had one? Santino's got a good yeah. one. Yeah. There's uh, some background on T-Mac also. He also hosts. Fight Show Live on Sports Radio 125 is an MMA, MMA podcast. And boxing. He, he works a lot backstage uh, for in, all the uh, yeah. MMA shows. So, yeah, some of that background, yeah. if that helps okay. you. Okay, a little yeah. background in yep. MMA. Mm-hmm. So, let's see, who is she's. I like that you're giving this thought. Yeah, out. well, yeah. I mean, I'm it's his next big feud. He's got a. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I would just say Santino, I've had matched with him. I, I, we, we need to go. We need, it needs to be something more personal and okay. ab- above and beyond. So um, Yeah, they gave you carte blanche. They said, you fill in the storyline. I feel like you show up mm-hmm. as the Iron Cheek's nephew. Okay. This is all based yeah. on the, t-shirt. The, the facial hair <laughs> yes. and the t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you claim that he has ownership in the company, mm-hmm. and the company f- decides that who better than the most athletic, best show-stealing person on the entire roster to stand up to you as you're trying to take it over and give it all back to the Iron Sheik, mm-hmm. who could become this evil ruler. But on the other side, we have the McMahons, and I'm torn whether I want to help the McMahons get their company back, but maybe they're the bad guys, or do I want to go out there and at the end of the day, are, we, are you guys all in cahoots? What's right. the deal? Builds up, get to Mania. 
tear it down, obviously, all because of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, at at the end of the night, I win, and it goes, who do you give the contract to? And I turn, and obviously it's just back and forth look, and then hand it to Triple H Mm. and kick him in the stunner. Kick him in the stomach. Not a stunner. So yeah. Right, hit yeah, yeah. In the stomach, hit my finish on you. Yes. Him, hand it back to you, hold you up in the air, hit my finish on you too and leave. Perfect. Contract sitting on your yeah. chest, yeah. but I'm out of here. I would pay to see you get hit with a zigzag. Just, you know, a lot of I people I mean, would. can I give you 20 bucks now <laughs> yeah, to have you get yeah, right. zigzag? Hey, Dolph, this is amazing. I appreciate you coming this through. This is like a pitch I just did. You guys can use it. Yeah, yeah. We might. Yeah, we might. We might. Yeah, we're going to start a promotion based right. off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All on that. Right All there. Dolph Ziggler. No, again, we appreciate it a lot. Dolph's coming here looking suave, dressed in a suit, got the pink on for yeah. the you know, October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Obviously a great cause. And and uh, good luck tonight. Yep. Thank you. You know I don't need it, but thank you very yeah, much. Right. Uh, right. It's, man, 15 bucks gets you in the door. All your favorite SmackDown superstars, Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton, will have some kind of a match, period. Yes. Uh, that's the advertised part. And then we have four hours of other stuff, yep. of anything you can imagine. I don't know what I'm doing. I like not knowing. That's You're gonna a cool steal the cool part of WWE. Yeah, It'll d- be the best match of the night, whether of course. it's 30 seconds long or 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then one thing, you will probably plug it as well, but your Twitter account, I love it, at Heel Ziggler. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite accounts to follow. You're so witty. I love the uh, ask I, I love the ask Heel and all the answers that you give to that. It's amazing. <laughs> Always follow that. That's my favorite pro wrestling Twitter yes, account to follow. It has been fun to yes. follow that. Well, this has been... The Spanish Announce Table. Cinco Preguntas. Get it right, man. You're jumping the gun. Yeah, jeez. You're jumping the gun. It's Cinco Preguntas on the Spanish yeah. announce table. And we really appreciate Dolph Ziggler coming in. And there was a time when uh, he was... Kenny, Johnny, and Nicky, Mikey! And we are the Spirit Squad! Once again, Dolph, appreciate you a lot, man, coming in, sitting down with us. On the Spanish announce table, Trending Topics Network. Check him out on SmackDown. He's going to steal the show. Of course. Absolutely. Wrestling fans, are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at ShoppersHideout.com. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. ShoppersHideout.com. At ShoppersHideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, t-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more from superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Edge, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and many, many more. So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Log on to ShoppersHideout.com and buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt. And while you're there, get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship belt and wear that too. And then I can promise you that everyone you meet will be talking about you. And it's all because you shop at ShoppersHideout.com, your source for everything wrestling. ShoppersHideout.com. The Rock says, we know what he says. Says a lot. I smell what he's cooking. Picking up what he's throwing down. Never said that one, but I always liked it. He Did he never say that one? Picking up what you're throwing down? Yeah. No. I remember when he first did the, you smell what I'm cooking, he's being interviewed, I think it was for SummerSlam, yeah. and he, he was just kind of like, well, this and this and that, you smell what I'm cooking? And then I was like, that's pretty funny. Right. Yeah. Little he, did I, remember, I know, he would make it the most overused. Yeah catchphrase in the history of wrestling. I remember 
either on one of his DVDs or reading an interview, he got that from his grandfather. And I'm not sure it was High Chief. High Chief. No, Peter I think Brandon? it was. Oh, I think the it was, other one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, from Rocky's side, huh. Rocky Johnson's side, and he would always say that, like, "Oh, you, you smell what I'm cooking," and they just stuck with the rock. And obviously, it's a, an amazing hmm. catchphrase. So, well, <laughs> screw the rock. Hey, now he's one of the best of all time. Yeah, you know, I talked to him earlier. Yeah. You know who we just did talk to? We did just talk I to told Dolph you, Ziggler. I, I, well, I told you, assholes, you got a good one-two punch yes. right there. We Martin talked to Thomas. Martin Thomas. Hey, Martin Thomas was a damn good interview. Yes. God damn, that guy was was awesome, first right. of all. He was a really cool dude. Yeah. And then, too, just the stuff, man. And Jesus, man, I swear we got to have him back seven times. Oh, yeah. To go over some stories. Yeah. I want some road stories. Well, even after, uh, after uh, we went off air, he was like, I'll get you guys into the good stuff next yes. time. If that wasn't the good stuff, I know. What, holy like, crap! Man. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. So yeah, but I told you guys at the at the top of this long ass show, we got a good one two punch for you, yes. Martin Thomas, and then we came hard with that Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Now I will tell you the only weird thing about that interview was, uh, traditionally in radio, uh, you wear headphones to hear yourself and yes. other people. Yes. And you also sit down. Yes. He didn't either. He did neither. <laughs> he stood. He stood and did not want to wear headphones. Yes. And he said that. He said, I, I don't like to sit and I don't like to wear headphones. Well, we do because yeah. we're lazy. Well, you and... even said, we're like, okay, well, I'll stand. He's like, nah, you guys yeah. can sit. I was like, okay, was like, well, this uh... is weird. But... And I've kind of got to sit because I'm controlling these things here. Yeah. And it's hard to do that standing up. Yeah. And I just like to be comfortable. Right now, I got my legs propped up on the other yeah, chair. Me too. You know. Uh... I got mine up on the soundboard because <laughs> I'm... I'm a professional. You are. You are. <laughs> Outside of that, he was really, really awesome. Really cool. It, it took a little while for him to get into it and realize, okay, these guys are wrestling dudes. I will tell you, you know, this, like, too, yeah. before we go in, and I know this has been a long show, and thank you again for listening to all of this. Hopefully you did. You didn't, you didn't fast forward. But uh, I really thought I pissed him off when I was like, and one of the best going yeah, right yeah. now. He's like, one of the one best? One of the best, huh? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my first thought. I was like, we haven't even got a question in, and I've already pissed him yeah. off. You know? At first, when he came in here, I was a little worried. I was like, oh, man, he looks like he's not really he- wanting to be here. And to his credit, he probably wasn't. We yeah. were like his last stop, and he's already been through. Yeah, Johnny he went, Dare He went down the that. road, yeah, to the other, the competitive station, yeah. uh, the competitor stations down there. Probably had to go through two, three, maybe four places. Yep. Comes here. Does the two, Goes three. through another one. Uh we actually, ah, we got someone bumped. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a radio station here, an actual terrestrial on-air radio station that was expecting him to come and talk to him. We took up too much of his time. He had, to he had run. ten minutes to get to the TV station to do his gig there, and the guy from that radio—I won't say which one it is because you know—he yeah. you know, was like, "Hey, man, they stiffed us," and we were like, "Oh, sorry, man." Whoops. But you know what? Hey, it's better we got for the us. better interview out yeah, of it. Of he course. probably enjoyed this way better than he would have enjoyed that. Right. And, uh, you know, at the start, like you said, he was a little bit, you know, okay, this is number five of eight interviews I'm doing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then he warmed up, and yeah, I like yeah. it, and I love the uh, the storyline. The storyline, yes. I just love his stories. <laughs> yeah. Too, like uh, some of his answers to the to the yeah. questions. Yeah. It would always it would be great to get another interview with him because I liked how he mentioned, hey, I've vented to Shawn Michaels for an yes. hour. Yes. What did you? Oh man, I want to hear. The oh. PR girl wouldn't let us go into that. To but, be uh, a fly on that wall. That PR yeah. girl's kind of she's all right looking too. Yeah, yeah. PR girl. You know. Hey now. Hey now. She sounds like she looks like what you think uh, the Google Voice sounds like. <laughs> 
She does not. She has red hair. She's hot. She's <laughs> hot. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying she's hot. Oh, a characteristic, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, let's get into the emails. All right. I'm going to let you guess who these two emails came from. Uh, Mop Jockey. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh-huh. And we haven't got one from Charlie in a while. Is yeah. that Charlie? No, 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 no. Who we got? Mm, cataclysmic. Oh, Cataclysmic. I love that. Love these guys, yes. man. These guys are what all of our fans should be doing. Yes, Getting damn it. emails. Come on. One email and $2. I know more than two of you are listening. Right. Because we see it. We see it. Yeah. There's at least four. <laughs> so there's a good number yeah. and we thank you being send us an email once in a while you guys I don't have to send us an email every week i'm super glad these guys do because it yeah. keeps us in emails right somebody else ought to send us an email yeah again or two dollars doesn't even have to be I'll, wrestling related and i'll send you back 75 cents yeah, yeah. two dollars I, I won't promise the same first we get the mop jockey who did remind us that we should also be telling people where else they can find us if you don't just want to go to trendingtopicsnetwork.com yes you can find us at the moment, to subscribe to us, you have to subscribe to the Trending Topics. We're network. working on that. Yeah, eventually maybe we'll get our own site too and we'll put it up in two different places. So if you don't want to hear the other things on the Trending Topics Network, fine. That's kind of the point is we're all pulling together so right. that you all you can got, have better things. Yeah, you got, you got Fight the Show movies, Live. You got Fight uh-huh. Show Live. You got us. The real news. The real news. Trending mobile technology. Yes. And if it comes in... Be a well-rounded person. If it person. auto-downloads, just delete the ones you don't want to listen to. Or listen to it, give it a chance, and be give a well-rounded person. Give it a chance, yeah. Person. You never know. You might like it. But yeah. what you can do if you want to auto-subscribe, you go to TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Right at the top left corner of the page, you'll see something, and you'll see a button that'll tell you to subscribe. It's it's in kind of a menu of other things. It's subscribe. There's the player. There's a mobile version. There's share button. It's right under the Trending Topics Network picture logo, right? There you go. So you click on the subscribe, it takes you to a page that has a podcast, add to iTunes button, boom, boom. a Podbean, you subscribe to Podbean, is where it's kind of hosted on, or they have the feed address that you can copy and paste into your podcatcher, as it were, whatever you have, where you can just yes. manually enter the feed, so you can copy and paste, pretty easy ways. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Or, or you can send catch T-Mac $2, yes. and he will send you 75 cents. So I can get a water. And he'll also send you a link to the file. But That's yes. a way to subscribe. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. And you can also listen to us on uh, Twitter. It's at Table Show. Yes. You can listen to it. I've got oh. the link there. It, yep. it literally posts every hour. Yes. So if you're, yeah. And then you could also listen to us on Facebook. Uh, it's the Spanish Announced Table Podcast. Yes. So. Thank you, Mop Jockey, Mop for Jockey reminding for us. Pointing that out. But that's not this email. Okay. This email says. <clears throat> let's set aside the fact that JBL is the GM of NXT and acts like he didn't know who Xavier Woods was. Mm. Does the fact that they brought him up on Raw open the door to him appearing on TV soon? He wouldn't be my choice for people to come up, but I'm okay with it if done right. Mop. P.S. Your dollar is in the mail. Hope it arrives soon. Oh, my God. I hope so. <laughs> if you sent a dollar in the mail, Mop Joggy, would you spend on a stamp? <laughs> 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 we can set up a uh, you know a PayPal account if that'd be easier. We'll get on that. It normally costs you like eight cents. So uh, yes, it does open the door to him, and we talked about this you know with the news and stuff. Um, he wouldn't be my choice either. No, I no. don't even think he's. I, I don't he's know not that I top five. I don't know me. that I'd hang on to him in NXT. Yeah. You know, I mean, and nothing against that guy. I'm sure he's a cool guy and nice guy, but I just don't see it. I'm like, yeah. I think what they did is 
hey guys, here's a wrestler that you don't watch on a show that we really like. Give that a chance. I well, think that's what it was doing. And the whole thing, though, is to bring him up now, it has to be in this storyline. Right. And the storyline's already cloudy. And stupid. Already a little overdone. I just think it's a, hey, guys, here's a wrestler uh, on a show you probably don't watch, yeah. so give that a shot. don't care about yeah, Well, because yeah. maybe you're interested in this storyline. It'll get moved to this show, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. I don't think it'll be moved up. I think it was just an attention grabber for NXT. That makes sense. Thanks. Yeah. Mom Jockey. Sending us a dollar. We ain't splitting it. I call dibs. Nope, I already did. Dibs. Dibs. Nope. I said dibs first. I don't care. No. I checked the mail. Thou shalt not. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hey, mop jockey, what's our address? (laughs) You lying son of a bitch. Good job. You mop got it. Jockey. I honestly got excited there too. Uh, Jerk. No. Mop jockey. One of my favorites. All right. We'll move on to Cataclysmic. Yes. He says, good day, chaps. She says that right here. Yeah, I can read. Good day. You can't read that far away. Hey, I'm college educated. I got good eyes. Oh, it was Eddie Guerrero's birthday last week, and I found myself re-watching his Viva La Raza DVD. Very good. So many great moments featuring Guerrero, but my favorite would easily be Guerrero embracing Benoit at the end of WrestleMania 20. What are some of your guys' favorite Eddie moments? Also, really quickly. Really quick. Okay, here we go. When Sting heads over to the WWE like everyone says he is. Okay, I won't read it that quickly. <laughs> when Sting heads over to the WWE like everyone says he is. Won't happen. Will he be wearing his t-shirt over his gear while he is wrestling the Undertaker at WrestleMania? Just something to think about. Thanks for another great show last week and keep up the hard work. Kata, out. Uh, okay, let me address the Sting thing first. Yeah. I don't think they're they're going to let him do the t-shirt thing. What I think they'll they do. They like merchandising. Very true. But I think... He might walk out in the T-shirt. Yeah, he always wears the T-shirt. Is there a reason for that? Is it just his fat? fat? Yeah, but I mean, fat. I think they'll do a uh, a costume similar to the Shield, where it's full yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Maybe not all hey, the the bells and whistles of the Shield, but something like that. Here's kind of the thing with it. Like, I get for the. I mean, he's 54. Yeah, he, I know. I get for the. Uh, the nostalgia purposes and the whole idea that we always wanted that Sting was Undertaker match, but like, when was the last time you saw Sting put on a good match? He comes in and he does kind of what Steve Austin was talking about with X-Pac. He gets his shit in. Yeah. He comes in, he gets his spots, he gets his <laughs> scream, Stinger splash, Scorpion Death Drop, Scorpion Death Lock. That's it. He had some good matches with Joe a couple of years <laughs> ago. Who was the last time you yeah. saw Yeah. So, you know, yeah, but I think he'll get up. And, you know, look, at the same, that's the same thing being said when Hogan was going up against Rock. When was the last time Hogan yeah. had a good match? Now, the totally different circumstances. 54, 48, Rock was in this prime. Hogan was trying to prove something because. Still wrestling, though, and still, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I don't think he'll come out in a shirt. I think he'll do a shield type of costume. That's what I say. Uh,. I'll let you go ahead and start with the Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, man. God. And we talked about this even mm-hmm. last time. Still, I think my favorite Eddie Guerrero moment was the people's mullet thing. That's when I first took notice to like, mm-hmm. hey, man, Eddie Guerrero's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what kind of turned me on to. Because before it was always like, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, all right. And I never really kind of noticed how how awesome Eddie Guerrero really was right. until that moment. But, like, I, I, mean, so, I mean, so many great matches. Uh, some of the Radicals. Mm-hmm. movements mm-hmm. Uh, were cool and more so even in WCW when they were what the revolution or yeah, whatever, whatever they called they themselves yeah. 
some of those moments were some of my favorites too. You know, I mean, I kind of liked those, yeah. but that was more all them together versus an Eddie Guerrero moment. Right. I don't know you. Uh, well, I always remember in WCW the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero matches. I don't really remember one. I just remember going, "Oh shit, that was cool." Yeah. Uh, but in WCW, the moment that stuck out to me is when he was talking about Bischoff and he's like, here, Bischoff, I'll throw the coffee on me anyhow. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is some real yeah. stuff. And going I, do, I guess his moment in WCW when he walked out. Yeah. yeah the, and he threw the, the coffee on himself. Well, cause I remember him coming out and he's got the, the bag and I'm like, what's he doing? Yeah. Yeah, so I did take notes of him there. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the first time when I was like, whoa, this is some cool, edgy stuff. In WWE, uh, the stuff I loved from him, I really liked the Eddie Guerrero China stuff. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Mamacita. Mamacita. And she was like, she was kind of hot at that time. Like, let's be honest, she was a little bit hot. Don't give me that look. She was passable. She was, yes, passable. Yeah, like a pass. No. And uh, I liked the Mamacita <laughs> and all that. Uh, you need to have your head examined. I was saying, no, I'm not saying she's like a knockout, like... You know what, she might have been passable in that in that time frame. You were still young and had raging hormones. Well, no, I'm just saying she's a, 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 a woman now. She looks like a woman. Yeah, That's she looked like a woman. woman-ish yeah. at that time. Uh, yeah, she looked like a woman. Yeah, she had I'm enough saying. facial reconstructive right. surgery to right. give her cheekbones. Yeah. So yeah. she's a woman. That's what I'm saying. She start, ended up looking like the damn mask. True. <laughs> but I liked I liked the stuff he did with China and the Mamacita and all yes. that stuff. Uh, and the Latino, Latino Heat. Latino Heat was yeah. always some of my favorites, yeah. Uh, the song. I mean, them coming yeah. out in the cars and him shaking. I always loved his little shake. You know what I mean? Like when he'd be like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I loved when he won the title from Brock Lesnar and the yes, frog splash he yes, landed. yes. Um, I, I lie, I cheat, I steal was yeah. a great promo when it started it, that yeah, song. Yeah. yeah. I actually, WrestleMania 20 for Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, excuse me, I actually didn't like. I didn't like that Kurt Angle-Eddie Guerrero match. I hated that the shoe pops off and it fools the Olympic gold medalist. I didn't like that. I do like the embrace at the end, whatever. Yeah. But that's not something I think of with Eddie Guerrero. Fun fact. Yeah. uh, It might have been one of the first times they offered it, but it's the first time I did it, they offered you could purchase the pay-per-view online. And it was a little bit less than purchasing it as an actual pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But this is, what, 20, I mean, this is 2002-ish, 2003? Yeah, 2003. It buffered, it stopped, <laughs> it was grainy, I was pissed yeah. off. Yes. Uh, and then the other thing that I think of with Eddie Guerrero. Fun and, fact. Right, fun fact. I was fact. pissed off. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Big shock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is the uh, ladder match he had with Edge on SmackDown. Ah, oh, yes. Those are those are my yes, Eddie Guerrero yes, matches. Yes, yes. And then obviously when he passed away, I remember where I was. I was living in Atlanta at the time. I was uh, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I lived in Atlanta. I saw it on WWE.com. Uh, I called my friend in Kansas City to make sure that I was seeing it right. The, and the then, I, then I bought that DVD and I watched it like three times how, in a row. How they spent Raw. I was in tears so many times from watching people talking. It was so fresh. It was like that day or the yeah. night of mm-hmm. or the next night. And they were just having people interviewed throughout Edge the day. Really and like, broke down. So yeah, did Chris Edge. Benoit. And it was the, yeah, because that's when I found out who really was his friends. Yeah. Shawn Michaels even. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, just I mean, everybody in tears. Like, I mean, that was such an emotional night. And a spinoff to go along with this email. A spinoff that I remember too is in my fantasy matchmaking. You know how we were talking about with uh, Sting and Undertaker. One of the matches I always wanted to see 
was Rey Mysterio versus Shawn Michaels. Mm, you never yeah, saw it. Yeah. The only time I believe that they did it, at least on TV, was for the tribute match for Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And that was a great match. And I think of that, I associate that with Eddie Guerrero as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that was because those two came came so kind of back. I mean, not, they weren't back to back, obviously, but they felt like in the long scheme of things, how long I've been a fan, those two deaths, Benoit and Guerrero, came so close together. Mm-hmm. And to see those two emotional, and they had similar friends, so you saw the yeah. same people like Jericho, like God damn, we're doing this again. Yeah, you know, like yeah. what we're we're doing this again. You know what I mean? Like you could just mm-hmm. see the pain emotion, and, and that's kind of one of those where like you connect with those people, right? Like they stop becoming just people on your TV. You're mm-hmm. like. Christ, these are people who live and have lives, yeah. and they have just lost literally one of their best friends in the world, and then another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boom, boom. Man, just Eddie like Guerrero. But yeah, those such are a my... shame too. I mean, that he was cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like he got punished for doing the right thing. Yeah, you know? like his body couldn't take anymore. That he. Yeah. Why uh, are you trying to autocorrect this? Keep doing the bad shit. You know, that's what his body was I saying know, almost. Man. But those are my Eddie Guerrero ma- uh, moments. I, I really liked. The Edge match. Uh, hey, thanks for making us sad, Kata. Yeah, I know. Thanks for making us sad. <laughs> no, but it is good. I mean, it's it's kind of relevant with his passing being the anniversary of that recently. And and one thing I always think of every time I see Vicky is, man, because remember Eddie said, Vicky, you ain't yeah. doing this. Yeah. It would have been so amazing now to see those two interact right It would be weird if you could like do the time travel thing and just kind of like... Like the wormhole, kind of like, yeah. like see how where we'd be in 2013 had that not. Because Eddie Guerrero would be older, maybe not wrestling as much, maybe be a part timer, maybe a, a like an a Chris agent. Jericho style, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, an agent. maybe yeah, maybe he would have been injured and wouldn't have been able yeah. to work now. Who knows? And Vicky Guerrero never on TV, yeah, never and the so, heel. So the Edge uh, rub that she gave him, yeah. the Dolph Ziggler rub she gave him, mm-hmm. be interesting. Yeah. The AJ, you know AJ yeah. Lee and her, yeah, yeah. It's Would Chavo still be around in the WWE? Because Benoit, yeah, Benoit doesn't go uh, crazy. I don't know, man. The what ifs you can. But what he was if definitely one of the greatest. One yeah. of the greatest. Yeah, absolutely. So much to so many people. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But we mean so much to so many people too. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> They're not even giving us a dollar yet, so let's wait till they give us some dollars. Mom Jockey said it's coming in the mail. He doesn't even know the address, damn it. Maybe he does. <laughs> the internet, you can find anything on Google. That is true. So, <laughs> hey, you call him Mom Jockey a liar? No, I, I did never. earlier. I called him a liar, son of a bitch. But I didn't mean it, Mom Jockey. Please don't come <laughs> kick my ass and shove a mop handle up my... Well, anyway... So that's the Spanish announce table. What the hell? An episode that we had, man. Martin Thomas, Dolph Ziggler, oh. some great emails, some great headlines. God dang, we killed this one. We knocked this show out of the park. It was seven hours long. Yeah. But we did it. Yeah. And you loved it. Yeah, you listened to this on your way from L.A. to New York. I think <laughs> this is going to make you want to send us a dollar. Yep, and I'll give you 75 cents back if you send us two. If you send me $3, I'll promise not to play Kofi Kingston's music. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish announce table. We'll see you back next week for lucky number 13 yep. on the Trending Topics Network. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Yeah.